On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're fixing leaks in the Nixon administration with Justin Thoreau and Woody Harrelson in White House Plumbers on Sky, investigating a naked cause and an aggressive sea mammal in Deadlock on Prime Video, and heading back to 18th century Yorkshire with Shane Meadows with the Gallows Poll on BBC Two. I'm The Raven, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a podcast that has just about got over the Barry finale, or rather I have, as I'm the only one on the team who has, at this present moment as we record, seen the finale of Barry. Uh, it was emotional. But I am joined, however, by my two less fortunate co-hosts, renowned Chechen gangster Noho K, uh, <laughs> and Boyd Hilton, who we'll just call Boho. Uh, big week for finales, guys. Guys. Guys, yeah, guys, 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 yeah. guys, isn't it, guys? <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, so we're recording this on Thursday, but obviously we'll go out on Monday, as yeah. is our want, yeah. uh, and people will have seen the Barry finale, yeah. people will have seen the Succession finale, More importantly, yeah. and they'll be two days away from the Ted Lasso finale. Yeah. It's, it's a, a big lot. week. It's a lot. Huge it week. Is. Huge. By the end of the week, we're going to need a big collective mm. lie down. By the way, how do you know you're the only one of us to have watched the Barry finale? I could have watched Ooh. it this morning. Oh, so you're saying so? So since I mocked you on Pilot Plus yeah. and told you I'd seen yeah. it and you hadn't, yeah. it, I must admit, it would be very much in character for you to get in touch yeah. with HBO and go, "I am TV's Boyd Hill." Oh no, I've got. The Why screeners. do I not have the screener? No, 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 no. I've always had the screeners. I've had the screeners oh, I see. For, for months, I, I just haven't got around to watching it yet. The finale. <laughs> I love how he got that in there. Yeah. He's had it for months, James. How long months have you had, he's had it? Had it. Months he's had it. Yeah, I had it. Before they even made it. Yeah. Boyd's had it all along. Yeah. Bill Hader hand delivered it to his yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um then I watched the penultimate um Ted Lasso. Which I have seen course. as well. Oh good, yes. yeah. Yes. Um which I was, was gonna mention what we've been watching. Um It's a real competitive yeah. uh air Very in competitive. here. Yeah. 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 I know you haven't seen the finale of succession yet. Because no, no, no one, one has. has. Mm. But you know there's a uh, do you know about this? There's a screening of it at the BFI on Sunday. So recording this on See, but please note, Kate, the loaded the loaded nature of the do you know about this? Because what he's actually saying is I was invited. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't invited. <laughs> no, I, you no, yeah, no, 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 no. Would it surprise you, Boyd, to know that I was? No. no, were you, James? No, of course not. Um, uh, I don't I'm, think any media has been invited. I'm I think genuinely it's, surprised you were I think this, this is, so the screening succession finale, as it, it goes out globally, so at 2 a.m. in the morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, you can watch it on the big screen at the BFI in London. But then before that, at midnight, there is an event in which uh, Jesse Armstrong, the showrunner, is being interviewed about the whole oh, phenomenon. Wow. So it's a it's a brilliant um, thing. So in the lead, so rather than doing a Q&A after the finale, as they're doing it before, a pre-finale Q&A. Smart. Which is smart, yeah. So it's like an epic ten, midnight till effectively, what, 3.30 event, right? Um, obviously... That's the only reason I'm, why I'm not going. Yeah. It's, a bit, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, exactly. I knew it's past your bedtime. Yeah. So. so this is an event that the BFI's... Um, Staging and they and they invited BFI members first, um, but then the only reason I know about it. So I think it was it's just been um, the the people going are just BFI members rather than any media. I or, thought you were there. No, no, no. So what happened was I I only I, I found out about it because I went to an event at the BFI on Monday last Monday for the new Sharon Horgan Michael Sheen um, drama that we'll be reviewing soon. Best interests BBC One coming soon. James is going to love it. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, that's all I'm going to say. It's Sharon Horgan. It will be excellent. It's James. heavyweight. Anyway, oh, so there's that. So that's. I mean, this is all 
but the BFI dude there said, oh, you know, do you know about our succession thing? On a, mm. and, I said, and he said, well, it is already sold out. And I was like, oh, that's annoying. Why that's would brilliant. he mention it? Then? Just because it is interesting that they're doing it. It's unusual for them to do a, to open the BFI at midnight to 3.30 a.m. It's quite a big deal for, for them mm. to even handle this event. So it's, it's, it's I thought big. he was saying it's taunting. Uh, no, well, then, I, then he said, you know, email us and hopefully we'll get your seat. But as at time of speaking now, I have not got a seat <gasps> and I'm obviously furious. Is... I'm still holding out maybe at the last minute in the next couple of days. You know, I think you're going to go. I mean, even if I don't get a seat, I might just go and pick at them and, you know, like, <laughs> stand outside. Stalk Jesse Armstrong. Aww. Now, the other thing we should say is because we are supposed to be getting um, uh, the director, Mark Mylod, of the finale and of, of he's directed most episodes of um, the show. He directed, directs the first episodes and the last few episodes as well uh, for a spoiler special podcast, aren't we, James? Yes, we yes, are. Yes, we are. I think um, any listeners who have a question should send them oh. in. Absolutely, 100%, yeah. Please because, do you know, yeah. we've, we've been through so many series together. We love it. It's finally coming to an end. And any burning questions you've ever had, mm. now is the time. Mm. So Boyd, I can get the answers for you. Now is literally the time, yeah. Mm. Big, yeah. We should say, so we're going to be doing Pilot Plus spoiler specials for Succession and for Barry, possibly even Ted Lasso as well. So if you have questions for any of those things... News you, to you, us. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, all I these things like are happening. This is, this all is an on-pod happening. meeting right here. Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Should we do some more admin? Anything else you'd like to, to clear up? <laughs> yeah, some HR any issues Any invoices that need to go? Oh, HR, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, should we get on to what we've been watching? Yeah, although that is what... So what I've been watching is that thing of the BFI that I was mentioning. Right. Um, best interests. Um, is it good then? Well. I don't like to spoil things because we will be reviewing it, but yeah, it's really good. Oh, good. We've got Ted Lasso, the penultimate episode I wanted to mention because we didn't mention it on, our, on Pilot Plus, did we, James? But Ted Lasso, penultimate episode, we didn't mention it on Pilot Plus. We didn't get a chance, we didn't get a because chance. Kay vanished into That's the right. black yeah. hole of her internet connection. What I want to say about it is that um, everything is kind of winding up how I... I so far, as you'd kind of expect, in a way. Um, I think there'll be a rug pull. I'll tell you what, the biggest, the most ludicrous storyline... Hang on, the, yeah. hang on. Well, this is not a spoiler, Shad. It's very important to emphasize that. Oh, you ruined the joke. Basically, the biggest, um, most ludicrous storyline in the history of Ted Lasso happens in the penultimate episode. Go on. When Man City lose a game. Oh, see? That would have... Oh, James, oh, you ruined Well, no, yeah. but we can cut that bit out, so it's just the joke will flow yeah, seamlessly. Thanks, thanks. It's good. It's a good yeah. joke. I don't so, understand it, but it's no, a good joke. We know... That, so you remember but the scene where Pep Guardiola, who is the, the greatest... Yes, um, Chris football, says he's evil. He is evil, but he's also the greatest football coach in the world. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Hundred um, percent. He has a cameo as himself, and he has to act again. This isn't really a spoiler. It's, everyone knows he's appeared in it, but it's yeah, it's extraordinary to see. It's like, I'm trying to think of the equivalent in. It, it, it's he's like literally the god of football management. I mean, right I had now. no idea who he was. Obviously. Yeah, um, and he's yeah, he's acting, and he has to kind of interact with. Te- it's How really does interesting. That go? I mean, it's fascinating. He kind of does all right. Yeah, oh, he good. does all right. Um, but it is unbelievably implausible the Man City would lose a game to Richmond. I have to say, because obviously they've yes. won. They've won about 50 Let's not talk right. about it though, because you get into a bad place. No, I'm perfectly. I'm dealing with it perfectly well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's that. So, so Ted Lasso penultimate, Barry penultimate, amazing as well. But we can't talk about them in, without spoiling things. The thing that I wanted to mention last week, that I completely forgot about, and that a number of correspondents have reminded me, thankfully, <laughs> on Twitter. Correspondents, <laughs> correspondents, <laughs> is inside number nine. Oh yeah. Do you know about this? So this is. I mean, it's not a spoiler anymore because this is the penultimate episode of the current series. So the series finished last 
week with a fantastic episode called The Last Weekend. So I want to, the whole Inside Number Nine phenomenon is just incredible to me. It's the most, I think I probably said it when we did, we reviewed it, didn't we? And I interviewed mm. Reese Shearsman and Steve Pemberton for this very podcast. It's one of the most undervalued shows on TV because it's constantly so clever and inventive. And these last couple of episodes have proven that beyond all doubt. So first of all, the last episode, which was called The Last Weekend, in which um, Reese Shearsmith and Steve Pemberton played gay lovers, <laughs> was phenomenal. I was like, because you'd think they might have played gay lovers before because they've made, you know, 49 episodes of this show so far. And was that the last episode? Not ever, of the series. Oh, right. Not ever. They're doing one more. They're doing the ninth series of Inside Number 9. That'll oh, be the perfect. last series, yeah. yeah. But they played gay lovers, and it was really, it it was as ever. It was not how we expected it to turn out. No spoilers. It was really sick and twisted, brilliantly <laughs> sick and twisted. Who was um? In, who else was in it? It's was pretty it much your... just them. There's one other cast member in it who I can't remember who the actress was, but mm. yeah, it was pretty much focused heavily on them. Whereas the previous episode, they didn't feature at all for what? the first time in the history of the show. They didn't feature at all. Do you know about this, Jeff? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Good. Um, the penultimate episode, the first one that neither Shearsmith nor Pemmett had been in. Now, this episode, this was extraordinary. This episode, the BBC sent out a synopsis, as usual, if you're a TV, a magazine that covers TV, like we do, a Heat and Empire to some extent. And it was going to be an episode called Hold On Tight. And it was going to be some kind of like um, allusion to On the Buses, you know, the 70s sitcom On the Buses, mm-hmm. which was kind of a legendary, cheesy, quite a cheesy, but the kind of show that they both... Reese and Steve would know all about and spoof mm. and comment upon. And they, they had um, released a poster for it. They released a synopsis for it. They released pictures from it. Robin Asquith, the kind of veteran star of saucy 70s um, films and TV, it was in it. And they had clips, a trailer. Now, they what, what they didn't do was allow... Show it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give us screeners. And I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, I wasn't bothered. I remember asking for screeners, right, for the usual people at the BBC. As I do for, you know, and they were like, oh, no, we haven't got screeners for this one at the moment. And I didn't let it lie. I didn't really think twice about it. I was like, fine. And then I got, or I watched the final episode that I was talking about where they play the gay lovers. I was like, let it go. The episode went out live, right? Th- about a couple of Thursdays ago. And they in- and the the continuity announcer said, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, sorry, but the original planned episode of Inside Number Nine has been postponed. Instead, here's an episode of our new quiz show, Three by Three. And they put on a, com- a, a, a completely different episode of the show, which was a fake quiz show hosted by Lee Mack, shot in the style of an actual quiz show. You'd never know in a million years if you suddenly tuned in. People complained. People went to social media and went, I can't believe Inside Number 9 has been replaced by this cheesy quiz show hosted by Lee Mack. But it was a, a, an episode oh of Inside Number 9 that they hadn't told anyone about. And that ju- they, yeah. That's amazing. It was a, a, a I trick. Love that. Yeah. Wouldn't a lot of people have turned off? Yeah, this, but this but is what then, happened. They did it with the special Halloween episode a few years ago. Do you remember when they, when they did the Halloween episode, which in which it kind of went wrong, and the continuity and that sort of said, "Sorry, we've lost," and people people got annoyed and so turned funny. off. But they're so prepared; they don't care. They're so prepared to go through with the journalists. They they will. They're fine with people switching <laughs> off. Yeah, to some extent, people will have switched off. You've got to respect them. For it that. what honestly, and um, if you, I mean, it's on iPlayer now, and you, obviously you missed the continuity announcer at the beginning, kind of apologising. But you watch the show, you'll see it is incredible and they're not so in they, it at all or they they're are not in it at all no yeah. there's three teams of families so the format of this fake quiz show hosted by Lee Mack is there's three so three by three was the clue I did nine Aye. right And but it re- oh, you could God. tell that there's three families competing in a kind of general knowledge quiz format roughly one of the families gets increasingly weird 
and kind of like there's like a quite passage <laughs> between them with the mother, the father, and their daughter, and it gets weirder and weirder. And I won't spoil it. The ending. All to say is it gets it is um, it is a proper shock ending to this thing, right? But just the magnificence of the accuracy. They, the 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 director is Barbara Wiltshire, who directs like Would I Lie to You? She's a director of Christian. Oh my god, they've gone yeah, to extreme lengths. On, this is brilliant. Full on. This is commitment to the joke. It is superb. Honestly, you have to um, see it. Do and you think it loses anything because they're not in it? No, not at all. Because it's such a. They, if they'd have been in, it would ruin it. Because you would have known instantly that it was. Yeah. Whereas you, as you watch, people who watched it live, genuinely like, what the fuck is going on? Is this or isn't this an episode of Inside Number Nine? <laughs> You're trying to work it out, and uh, you know, fans of the show would have worked out pretty quickly that it was because the one family that was being a bit weird. If you were watching it live, do you think you would have spoiled it? Um, yeah, pretty Be honest, quickly. How yeah. long into the episode? About five minutes. I'll tell you, the only main reason why is because the the, the family that's being a bit weird. The acting they're doing the, the families that aren't being weird are brilliant. They're, their acting is so good; you completely believe they're contestants in a quiz show. Yeah. But the family that's being a bit weird, who has to be, and it gets worse and worse as it goes on, they're clearly acting. Right. And, and you, that, so that's but there's no way around that. I'm not saying they're not brilliant actors. I'm just saying you, you can see the it's subtle difference. Yeah, they mm. have to be a bit odd, and that oddness is where. Oh, you made me want to watch it. But it's it an now. absolute work of genius, and. And, what, and just under, underlining again that Inside Number Nine is just one of the greatest TV phenomena of our time. I'm not exaggerating. In this episode and what they've done with it, it was so good. So, yeah. Everyone watch wow. it. Check it out. How do we top that? I don't know. Kay, what have you got? I, do you know what? I'm going to be very quick because I have watched absolutely nothing. Is it because you went on holiday? <laughs> wow. I was, <laughs> I was, she went away for like one day. That's true. I was, I was gallivanting for about three or four days. and <sighs> No, but I have watched stuff, but it's not pilot appropriate. So I'm not going to mention So you've been watching reality bollocks is what you're telling me. <laughs> I may or may... I you before. I, no, but then he gets all like oh, grumpy. Don't so. worry about um, that. <laughs> okay. I may or may no. not have binged something. What? Come Just on. say it. Fess up. What is it? Actually, I know what it is as well, and it's completely valid. We actually talked about this show when it first went out. Well, me and Terry did, obviously. Selling Sunset. Yeah. <laughs> the it's new series. Show. Even he knows what I know what it is. is. Okay, I know what it is because Terry dropped. banged on about it endlessly. Yeah. The new series dropped on Thursday, and I'd been like, it'd been a really hard week, busy week, and I needed to like. Don't make excuses. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought no. you were going to say you binge watched the first four series of Naked Attraction to prepare for the podcast. I'd be like, now that's commitment. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Can I. Just interrupting the service. So just to wrap that up, yeah, I watched that and it's not as good as the previous seasons, but the, the property porn and the fucking ridiculous outfits just, you know, um, tick the boxes for me. That's what I needed. And I've watched the whole thing except for the penultimate episode. So, it's yeah. brilliant. I'm actually keeping it in reserve to watch it. Uh, uh, like, uh, really? On yeah, I love Percentage Sunset. I was, I was watching Send the Sunset before you were Don't, in like short no. trousers. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're trying to claim everything now. You've Absolutely. claimed that. You've claimed this episode both? of number I've nine. I've about Selling Sunset Dude, years I ago. watched it before you. Just admit I, it. I when I went to LA... No, that's not true. We what? watched it at the same time, Kate. No, yeah. I watched it. Boyd probably watched Selling Sunset on Sunset. No, yeah. no, no. Well, I watched I, it I at least do, a day before. What I did do is when, is when I went to LA. Did you go to the open home? Recently. I went past... Yeah, the, I did. The, I've done that, Boyd. I did. And you know it's all blacked out now. So, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've blacked out all the windows because obviously people I... kept pe- peering in nosily, yeah, <laughs> looking yeah, at them all, yeah. all the working. And so I, told, I mentioned this to someone when I was on uh, visiting the Late Late Show with James Corden. And someone said that they're not even there most of the time now because obviously oh, really? they're all filming busy. Also, I have to say the logo is pretty Shit. Oh yeah, it's part of the whole it's weird like, appeal of it. It's, it's quite tacky. It is yeah. weird, but yeah. okay, Boydo. What I'd say is the outfits this year, this mm. season, are fucking. Ridiculous. I mean, I mainly watch it for the homes, properties. The oh properties. my god, the properties, the properties are like are insane. Ridiculous. I mean, there's one property that has like I don't know, say four bedrooms but 19 bathrooms. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Standard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's what I've been watching. And what was I? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to call back to you and the Naked Attraction. The amount of tweets <laughs> and messages we've had about your weird obsession with Naked Attraction. My weird obsession yeah. that I watched one episode. Yeah. Which, yeah, but you talked about the entire episode. <laughs> just kept on talking about, you know, genitalia. Anyway, so yeah, we've had a lot of messages about that. And um, I said I was going to... Sp- set up a support group a support group for people who had to listen to me talk about yeah, from attraction. listening to you go on and about Naked Attraction that seems fair I was thinking now maybe that could be a special crossover episode of Inside Number 9 and Naked Attraction oh, I'd watch that oh, yeah, yeah that would be good that would be good I might suggest that yeah, yeah tweet to the them. guys yeah. DM them and I'm just remembering Paul, I interviewed them for this podcast you did and they In lied bed? about that, that on yeah. the buses episode then as well I was yeah, like oh yeah, you've yeah. got the on the buses style episode coming and I was do like feel, yeah we have we can't really go into that do you feel a little bit hurt no, I feel like brilliant that I was even part of their lying scheme. Oh my God, it's he's fantastic. in Vegas. Look, he's trying to make, he's made himself part of it now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm part of it. Yeah. yeah. You, um, you, you help perpetuate the lie. Yeah. 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 Very good. Inside number naked. Oh, no, let's not go there. Yeah. Right. No, okay. no, no, let's not. What let's about you, Jay? Just one of you. Don't say more naked attraction. <laughs> I have not watched any more naked attraction. No, do, would you tell us if you had? Don't of course I would. I think it would become space. the theme of this podcast if I had absolutely watched any more. No, but I've not seen any more naked attraction. Uh, obviously, I've been watching a lot of Barry because not only have I watched the oh, yeah. finale of Barry, which Boyd hasn't, the finale, I have been privy to the finale of Barry. Uh, Stop I also watched basically the whole of season four and half of season three because that's where I, like last week oh, yeah. I was still on season two I think which means I got to the motorbike chase and in, in, in season three episode yes. six which is wild wild yeah. uh, that was an extraordinary episode of TV yeah uh, just I, yeah Barry is, is magnificent someone tried to downplay that I remember at the time when I was banging on yeah. about how incredible that what you may have said is like the greatest chase in the history <laughs> of, of filmed entertainment which might be overstating it a little bit but it was very good it was very good it was uh, how dare you it, it, it was a marvelous. <laughs> it was no, you know, like Ronnie Lilly, but it was it was fucking great. Yeah, Ronnie Lilly. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very good. So I I, I watched that. Uh, I, I tell you, I I read something. I got what? sent a book. I got sent a book by Bernard Cornwell called Uhtred's Feast. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is absolutely true. So as we say, so The Last Kingdom is finished and even the oh, book yeah. series is finished. But they've come out with a new one that came out this month and it's Uhtred's Feast. I swear to God, I'm not I'm not even joking about this. So so <laughs> it's not just three Uhtred the Bebenberg short stories. It has authentic Saxon recipes in the book. It's also a cookbook. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Are you going to cook something from it? I might do. It's things like pickled turnip and there's something called Saxon rub, which sounds like a sex Sex, act. Sex and rub? Not not sex, Saxon rub. Uh, And apparently that's a thing that you can make. Uh, You're going back to Naked Attraction. Yeah, Yeah, they've got peas pudding in there as well. So all authentic Saxon dishes. So if you want to, if you want to find out what happened to Uhtred of Bebenberg, you can can read a bit more of that. But also if you want to make some of his food, you can do that with this is book. Is this, so. um, my mate watches the show and she always goes, son of, is that son of Uhtred? Uhtred, son of Uhtred, oh, also God. son of Uhtred, grandson of Uhtred. There's three generations to, of Uhtreds. My, she was trying to get me to watch that and I was like, I don't think that's I believe me. the first... Has she ever met you before? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't think you'd like The Last my Kingdom. Friend, she was like, what? you know, it is. She was like, yeah, you got to watch it, son of Uhtred. I was like, mm, not sure about that. I think, because I think the first line of the first book is like, uh, my name is Uhtred, son of Uhtred, grandson of Uhtred or something like that. I read a Bernard Cornwall book once. Yeah. One of the it's like a thousand page long. Obviously, this was for the Simon Mayer book review yeah. program that I mentioned. You did it in front of it. Was Bernard there? It, Bernard was on the phone. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it was one of the. It was set in. It was about the painting of. Is this ring a bell? Like Leonardo Vinci? I'm making this. I feel like that. I mean, 
I era. feel like Uhtred wasn't in that no, one. This is, well, not, so it's a different series yeah. of books. Because he's done the sharp yeah. books and all sorts it's of like things. Another whole good? series. It was pretty interesting, yeah. yeah. Historical um, fiction is his jam. Yes, yeah. but of different, like epic numbers of books in different, yeah. totally yeah. different eras. Yeah. I mean, what? He's written a lot. He is prolific. He is. Wow. It's quite impressive. Yeah. So we'll, what, so, uh, so that's what I was reading yeah. slash eating. Uh, also, <laughs> also, yeah, I love a bit of Saxon rub. Uh, <laughs> Mind boggles. <laughs> back to, on, on, we're on back naked, to Naked Attraction again. Naked Attraction. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I also watched some more Colin from Accounts. Yes, James. Yes, website, enjoyed website. I, well, To be fair, so I'm doing this slowly. Obviously, it's me. It's the one where she wheeze in the drawer. Uh, oh, okay. So, so it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's, which is, again, it's a classic and with the date and stuff. It's oh. very, very funny. Again, oh, it, it, the cringe, the cringe cringe is real like that causes me Dude, some pain mm. I'm gonna but, I'm doing a little James service here by telling you episode 7 yeah, you're gonna wanna shoot yourself in the face I listened to your interview Honestly, with them and I was like I'm gonna need a trigger warning I, for no, episode 7 I wanted to rip my face off I, in the second rewatching of it I couldn't watch episode <laughs> 7 I, I stopped I haven't continued now because it's just unbearable and you feel yeah. so bad, bad for him. But. I did. I enjoyed your interview with them last oh, week. Thanks. It was uh, oh They were gosh, delightful. I loved, I loved yeah. talking to them. And the fact that, you know, I said this before, but the fact that she, that's her first script. She's mm. never, you know, she's just done it off the hoof, hasn't studied it at all. She just did it. And I really love that she wanted to have her name on it and not his. Yes, because, because she was like, if, yeah. they, but if they sort of co-write them, she, yeah. my, people and might that, think that she wasn't really. And that's you know. exactly what would have happened. Yeah. So good for yeah. her. Yeah. And also the, the stunt dog is not really, you know. Yeah. Couple of stunt dogs. Couple of stunt dogs. Mm. Couple of stunt dogs. I'm glad. So yes, so did that. Also, also, I watched two episodes of Star Trek. Specifically, no, no, see, no, you you poo-poo at this. It's a zone out. crucially, crucially, I went back to Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which I had long given up on because of the slightly procedurally format. However, however... I, I've done a bit of a reverse tribble on this. I don't know. So so basically, I, I was watching it. I was thinking, yes, this is like classic Trek in terms of its structure. It's very sort of standalone episodes. But the character growth is extremely well planned out and methodical, which classic Trek, that was not the case. So you do feel, even though they're, they're self-contained kind of capsule stories, there's significant character growth in every episode. So actually, I'm quite into it. And also, I weirdly, I found, I don't know, maybe it was the headspace I was in last night. I was quite stressed out, but I found the that kind of standalone, like, you know, planet of the week type thing. I found it quite soothing. So I'm, I think I'm gonna just gently go through all these strange new worlds episodes, and I'm, I'm, I'm it's really good Star Trek. It really is. Oh, is that for the new series? No, this is the, this is the first series. Oh, okay. I'm coming. The new series just, is out soon. The right? new series is out soon. Absolutely true. Rather so, than watching anything new, he's going back. Yeah, yeah I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm, but, but, but to his safe place. I finished that. I finished that. And it wasn't quite my bedtime. It was nearly my bedtime, but not quite my what bedtime. What time's bedtime? Close, well, so at the moment, I'm trying to head up to bed around half ten because I've been very tired recently, so I'm feeling like I need that little James, bit of I extra think sleep. They, I think, there's, I think ne- you need to head to bed for sure earlier than that, man. No, but that's, this is early. Like, normally, I'm like a bed at midnight. I think you need to start walking up those stairs at ten. Oh, no, that's, that's not possible. So anyway, so I finished Strange New Worlds at ten. I was like, oh, I don't have enough time to watch another one. I should watch something else. So I was like, oh, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll watch an episode of Star Trek Low. Lower decks oh because oh I constantly get badgered about no, watching James, lower decks, no. and I've refused to do it because it's an adult animation, and I don't really do that sort of thing. But I was like, no, I'll watch it, and I watched the Deep Space Nine episode because Helen O'Hara recommended that, and everyone said, like, "You'll watch the Deep Space Nine episode because I love Deep Space Nine." As, as the UK, having watched it, mm-hmm. uh, so I watched the Deep Space Nine episode of Star Trek. Major Kira's in it, Quark's in it. It's got the music, riffs on the whole Deep Space Nine thing. It's nice to see the promenade, and they were making fun of the fact that Jake used to sit up on the little balcony thing. Like it, it was quite fun. I still don't like the show. I don't know what to tell you. 
Well, no, because it's animated. It's, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't get on board with it. I can't. I just, I tried. I can't. So, so I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, I get the. Re- I, I just, I can't. I can't. And we're going to talk about this a little bit later because just to skip ahead to news, uh, <laughs> there was uh, a trailer came out uh, yes. for Star Trek: Strange New Worlds episode yes. season two, and not only does it feature Stefan from the Vampire Diaries as Captain Kirk, but the two characters, uh, Jack Quaid and the other character Mariner, who plays Mariner from uh, uh, Lower Decks, are live actionified in Star Trek: Strange New World, which strikes me as oh my a gosh, breathe an odd tonal <laughs> fit, right? Live actionified. Yeah, so they've been live actionified, yeah. and they're going to be live action in. Strange Strange New Worlds, but mm. the tones of those two things are very different. And then someone said, oh, but that episode's also going to have animation in it. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? So it's going to be part Lower Decks animated series, part episode of Strange oh, New that's Worlds. that's interesting. No, you've put my interest no, but, but again, the tones don't go together. Yeah, but you're, you're very much hung up on tones. <laughs> you're always banging on about tonal this. Every yeah. film review you do on the Empire podcast is tonal this. Tonal this, yeah. tonal it's that. It's such an overused, you know, critis- criticism of stuff. I always think, t- I don't care. T- mixing tones is great. No, don't it like is. it. Can can't, be can't be dealing with it. See, no. this is, again, it's because we watch TV differently. Yeah. For it to suck me into the narrative, I need the tone to be, you know, at least know. semi-consistent. Yeah. Or it's just, well, I find well, it jarring. Intrinsically, it doesn't, it's not a critic. It's like sometimes tonal shifts work brilliantly. It's it's how you do it. How oh, you they can. It so so yeah. Okay. So some of it from *Dust Till Dawn*, which has that very clear sort of like shift at the halfway point in the movie, so it stops being one film entirely and becomes a completely separate <laughs> I mean, genre. Like that uh, yeah, works for me, uh, right? For you, yeah. But I don't even mean that. I mean, a film can can have a different tone one scene to the next and still work. Yeah, but those those are, those are those are tones that blend together, right? They're subtly compatible tones. It's when you take completely different things. Like for example, you couldn't have a Case you know a Zucker Abrams Zucker take on a Shane Meadows thing, right? Like. Those are two tones that I would argue do not really go together, as we will find out later on. That's an interesting point. Well, um, now you've thrown ahead to <laughs> something that I was... Well, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see, <laughs> We'll get into this later. We'll get into that later. Right, yeah. We'll get into this later. Okay, fine. This has all got to be off the rails. Right, that's what we've been watching. I am going to use this moment to tee up something slightly different, which is that we are, at this very moment, point <laughs> Kay, looking at me because I have no what? idea what I'm talking about. We are staging the great pilot TV poll which is launching what? today what on the empire website like, if you go to <laughs> what the fuck is going on first of all he this hasn't like, he hasn't drawn, drawn breath in the last five minutes i was actually thinking what the hell's he on like has he had too much caffeine or is he so like jazzed up on star trek <laughs> that's now, what it is yeah and now he's an announcing a poll that what, what yeah for? we are having a this poll this is like a... when tom wamsgams took coke in the <laughs> yeah. Election night. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a pilot TV poll to discover the best TV show of all time. So this Literally poll... Literally <laughs> first we've heard about it. Yeah. I'm, revealing, I'm revealing it exclusively wow. to you two now wow. on the show. Why? Why? Just uh, so if you go to empireonline.com slash best TV voting I think that's the website I haven't set it up yet so I don't know I'm going to say empronline.com slash best (laughs) TV TV voting voting. all one word go and do it now empronline.com slash best TV voting Uh, and you can vote for your top 10 shows of all time and we're going to compile these into the ultimate list of the greatest TV shows ever this wow. is the thing that's going to happen. And is this, t- is this just because? or just- It's just because. Yeah, it's just because. Just it's a thing that's happening. Okay. Uh, it'll obviously take a day just to compile the vote, so don't expect it to happen anytime soon. But d- go and vote now. Empronon.com slash best TV voting, I think, because okay. I haven't done it yet. Uh, and, and, and vote for your, your favouritest ever shows. <laughs> 
Well, okay. well oh, it sounds good. I'll be, I'll be sure to do with it. With the caveat <laughs> that <laughs> shit like Naked Attraction and fucking Pottery Throwdown are not eligible for this <laughs> How list. How <laughs> dare you? What well, I was going to say is that you don't just mean scripted. You mean it's so Oh, no, I people... mean scripted shows. It's definitely <laughs> scripted shows. Have you made that clear? 100% scripted shows. Have you made that clear on the website? Well, I no, no, because I haven't done it on the website. It's not done. It doesn't exist yet. It's a hypothetical poll oh, at this I point. See. So by but it will be in place by the time this goes out. I think it should include anything on Of course you do, but, you know, for for us, this is a no, 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 no. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And that's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> because you know that rules out, for example, not just, I mean, it rules out naked attraction, but it also rules yes, out. Yes, it does. But I can live with that. Yeah, it also rules out like Life on Earth, you know, David yes. Ambrose show or something yes. like that. Uh, excuse okay. me, yes. it, ro- it rules out traitors. Yeah, it yeah, does. It does a hundred percent rule out. I was trying to find yes. something that more he'd be more <laughs> no, recognised as being that is classical you know. TV. Yeah. you know, rather like maybe he hates Attenborough. <laughs> no one hates Attenborough. Wow, that's yeah. a big claim. That's a huge claim. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Even James doesn't hate. I'm Attenborough. not that kind of monster. What's wrong with you? Well, Oi, Attenborough. Close. <laughs> no. Jesus wept. Uh, all right, fine, brilliant. Well, that okay. was my uh, that was my announcement that yeah. Boyd and Kay totally knew Boyd, about before now. Yeah, I do like to uh, to to drop a bombshell on you wherever possible. Um, should we have a question? Should we yes, should we have let's. this week's question? Okay. Well, oh, do you know what? Do you know what? before we have the question? Before we have the question, oh what, boy, there's a deep sigh from what Boyd. Now? I mean, is the question, what, what else? the fuck have you done creating this Yeah, poll? what else are you going to throw at us? <laughs> what is but going no, on? No, so I think this. Is, I think Kay will be on board with this. So I wanted Ooh. to talk about some recent reviews. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, Kay's looking a bit, it's, yeah, looking a bit concerned. Yeah, because they're not bad reviews, are they? Uh, well, we'll see. Okay. So so I will bring up my, my latest <laughs> digest that we got sent, because uh, there were a couple of things I wanted to mention. And the f- I can't remember why, incidentally. I just remember at the beginning of the week thinking, oh, I should definitely do that on the podcast. Mm. Don't remember what I was doing, but uh, let's see. I'm all about the numbers rather than the... Um... Didn't you have a number you wanted to share yes. on this podcast? Yes, Would you I want did. to share it now while okay, I'm looking for the, yeah, fine, the, 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 the review? Right, so... As uh, some of us who like were listening, I mean that was not me. But when we, a couple of weeks ago, we said that if we reached a certain number of uh, reviews on the Apple Podcast um, app, then James will get out his guitar <laughs> and he would play us something. Wow. I think that number was twelve hundred, wasn't it? Well, James, just to let you know that the total reviews that we're on now is one thousand one hundred and ninety-three. And where were we before? Oh, we were like um, about 16, 17 off. So, I, but I'm pretty sure that the rules were if we doubled the number of Pilot Plus subscribers, I would play Toss a Coin to Your Witcher on the guitar. I, I'm yeah, pretty certain. Yeah, I can't believe that's you even what we agreed to do. Yeah. No one, no one wants that. I think, <laughs> no, I think when it gets to two thousand reviews on the Apple um, Podcast app, then we get to choose a different song. Just one, you know, just for his, to you just made that up. humiliate him. No, I said it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, none of you listen. Um, so we're seven Actually, off. do you know what? In all seriousness, I think James Dyer performing Toss which it could go viral <laughs> in a major way. So, you know, it depends whether... I am so going to have to... I have not, how prepared I have not, are you I mean, not at all. I've global, not touched my guitar in months. So. Global internet stardom. That's it. Please, uh, please, can we do it in some reviews? Because wasn't there some guy... Didn't some guy write in recently saying he's watched every single version yes. of that yes. song? Well, I, mean, there are, I could be one of those gonna versions. He's going to lead the march, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that to, could be it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. My, my definitive version in many ways mm. of Toss so a Coin you, to Your Witcher. you committed to it? Yes, when we double the number of Pilot Plus subscribers, I will 100% break out my guitar. He's reneging on the deal. And- <laughs> okay, fine, guys. That was my breaking news. 
Okay, good, 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 good. Well, that, that's that's positive. So I wanted to read out a review. I'm now beginning to regret it before I've even done it, but I've kind of set this up now, so I don't see any way out of this. But anyway, this comes to us from BE, via mm. Apple Podcasts, from the US, oh. one of our American cousins. And it says, this is a fine podcast about peak TV, but discerning viewers will find, <laughs> will find in it a compelling dramedy about the challenges of working with James Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> a man diagnosed with Bellarius Endus. <laughs> A chronic condition that causes intense aesthetic preferences, hypocrisy, yes. narrow judgments, and an inability to laugh. Yes. This frustrating but likable soul is joined by TV superstar Boyd Hilton yeah. and every woman Kay Ribeiro, who wow. try to manage Dyer's excesses mm. and absurdities and secure the occasional cake. That's a good one. Who is this heroic interlocutor? Yeah. Uh, this is B.E. 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 Wow. What a, what a great what a great I'd question person. the word likable, but yeah. Else. <laughs> How are you an every woman? I'm confused by that as well. Oh. See that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, boys. Voice of the people. Mm. There we go. Good. Well, anyway, so that was the review that's that I wanted to read out. Yeah, no, no. no okay. that's, that's, but that's not this week's question. This week's question is an entirely separate endeavor. And that comes from Michael. Michael Canine. Hey, Michael, Michael says, Hi team. Love the pod. Much to my shock, and I'm sure to Kay's delight, my six-year-old twin daughters have recently found themselves not being absorbed by the usual animation fare on the small screen, but they are now very much enjoying the great British sewing bee. Yes, come on. How am I not surprised that you watched that? Uh, going back to your own childhoods, what TV shows can you recall watching that were perhaps targeted more at the slightly older generation? Hmm. Well, I've mentioned before how uh, I was brought up in a very, um, how can we put it, in, in a house where I was basically allowed to watch anything, wherever the hell I was. This explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I, funnily enough, I was thinking, you know, I remember watching some of the classic TV dramas of all time that were very daring and risque. I mean, not even just for their time, just generally. Like, I Claudius, right, or I Clavsivs, as it's known, which came, which I'm not going to say when it came out, right, but that show, you know, deals with you know, Caligula, for example, a man who had a relationship with his own horse, which oh is depicted God. in this show, by the way. Incest, um, sexual assault, violence, very, very violent deaths, um, poisoning. I mean, that's, you know, by the How by. How old were you when you watched this? Now, this is the thing, right? So I was thinking, well, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I remember watching I, Claudius when I was a, when I was a, when I was a kid, basically, entirely inappropriately. Do you know what year I, Claudius came out? It's in 1976. Uh-huh. I was nine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Boydo, no. Yeah. Bestiality. And I watched it. Yeah. I mean, I watched Absolutely it. Absolutely not. And... It's fine, you know. I mean, well, I mean you, you can be the judge. You can be the judge. It does explain a lot. Of Similarly, um, the other one, the ones I really remember vividly watching when I was a kid are I, I Claudius, I Clavdivs, Bouquet of Barbed Wire, which I've mentioned before. Bouquet of Barbed Wire was ITV's unbelievably kind of raunchy and daring um, Sunday night drama created by Andrea Newman, which also, by the way, had a big incest storyline um, and was really like... Difficult, edgy, and challenging. Again, again, that was also 1976. What a year for TV, by the way. Yeah. Not very incest heavy. Very incest heavy. It was a big year for incest <laughs> oh, drama. God. Um, but yeah, I watched Book of Bob Dwyer and absolutely loved it. And I was thinking to myself, maybe they were, had repeated them when I was older. But no, absolutely not. I, I watched them so when... So what, Mrs. Hilton was just like... Me, Mrs., yeah, my dad and my mum, they were like... Yeah, get Just, on with it. Let's say fair, you know, we'll be fine, you can cope. And the other show, which relates to one of the shows we're reviewing today, which are, which is less 
kind of adult in terms of its uh, of the raunchiness and all of that, but was nevertheless kind of absolutely not aimed at um, nine, ten-year-olds. This went out when I was ten, which is Washington Behind Closed Doors. Washington Behind Closed Doors, which was t- which told the Watergate story, which, would, which we, we will be covering later with White House plumbers, was basically like they had... They used a different... They didn't call it President Nixon. They had kind of a president who was just like Nixon, but was called something else, placed by Jason Robards. And it was all about the ins and outs of Watergate and the American politics. And I loved it. And that that came out in 1977 when I was 10. <laughs> so it's a precocious little twat. I was, like, fascinated by Washington Behind Closed Doors. I thought it was amazing, this miniseries <laughs> about American politics <laughs> and Watergate. So I was, like, vaguely aware of Watergate when I was 10. That does old, explain which a Which is insane. Um, but, yeah, so those are about three examples of the stuff I was watching when I was a kid. Wildly oh. inappropriate. Mine aren't shocking like that, I don't think. Go on. Um, okay, so first of all, I remember clearly watching Rising Damp. Oh, yeah. When I was little. Yeah. With Leonard Rossiter and uh, Frankie Dillator. Um Frankie the, Dillator. And then also The Good Life. I was quite yeah. obsessed with that when I was young. Yeah. And even now, I love... I've got I've got it on box set, DVD. Um, and finally, Boy Day, this is one that you will... Know very well, girls on top. Oh yeah, cool. oh, I used to watch that as well. Yeah, but oh, I wow. remember Comedy. the songs. Do you remember I went through a phase of singing them at you? Yes, I do desk. remember you going through a phase of singing. <laughs> I'm not sure if that phase is finished. It hasn't. It hasn't. In fact, I sang it so much that for my birthday, then he bought me the box set just so I'd shut up. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, for my birthday. What? How long ago was that? Um, maybe like six, seven. Years Boyd ago? has no recollection. No, of that. Yeah. I recommend it vaguely, but it was no, a while ago. Was it so wasn't like excited. it was like last year. It was, no, 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 yeah. no. It was it was about. This is French Saunders and Ruby Wax, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. and lo- uh, and also who else did it have in it? Ruby Wax, uh, Dawn French, Jennifer Saunders. Who's the other lady? Um, the one with blonde hair. The other lady, yeah, blonde hair. Oh God, that's so annoying. <laughs> I'm yeah. look her up when you do that. Helen, someone. Helen. Helen. Lederer. Yes, Helen yes. Lederer. And uh, also um, Stephen Fry, not Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie was in it as the boyfriend, Tom, the famous Oh, one. I don't remember the story. Oh. Uh, the, 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 the only image in my head, I remember watching it, obviously I would have been young at the time, the only image I remember is Dawn French being in a vent, looking yes. through a grill at men <laughs> yeah. peeing in your urinal yeah. and sort of like... <laughs> tried to sort of angle it so she could see what was going on and just I remember my mum walking in at that point and being like what are you watching? <laughs> it <laughs> uh, was fantastic. Also saw Tracy Ullman. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, uh, God, it was star-studded. Robbie Coltrane, Harry Enfield, all of all of those people around. In fact, the only person who isn't in it from that period, pretty much, is Stephen Fry. Because and Laurie, Joanna Lumley, I don't think was in it, was she? Uh, but she came later, though. These were the comedy. She wasn't really known for comedy at that, at that time. She did after Ab Fab. But this is all John Sessions, of course. Um, Alan Rickman was in it. Wow, amazing! Yeah, absolutely incredible. It's a classic. I wonder if you can watch it anywhere. And do you know who Rome performed the title ch- song? No, who? Glenn Tilbrook and Chris Difford off of Squeeze, one of my favourite bands of what all time. What is Squeeze? I don't know Squ- Squeeze. You've never heard of Squeeze? I've never heard of Squeeze. Sing one of their cats. songs. Oh. oh, I know the song. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. the song. Yeah. Oh. Were they a ska band? No, they were like they were like um, post punk, um, new wavy pop, but on the very much on the pop. They're in the kind of Elvis Costello, Nick Lowe, Squeeze. That was like a little a little group of very talented singer songwriters. Okay. That's legendary. a great fact. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should watch. Everyone go back and revisit Girls on Tops because it was like hilarious. I mean, I say hilarious, but you know, it was very, very funny. It was funny. Very, very funny. Okay. Very, very funny. <laughs> very, very, very funny. <laughs> 
What about you, Jimbo? Uh, see, mine were all around that same era because they're kind of they're all sort of mid eighties shows, but a lot of them were kind of American sort of crimey type things. I remember, like, I used to watch Hunter. Do you remember Hunter with Fred Dryer? Oh, of course, no. yeah. Uh, and Cover Up. Do you remember Cover Up? Uh, Similar kind of like police. I can't actually remember the plot of Cover Up, uh, but that was around the same thing. But it was kind of like it was definitely wasn't aimed at my age group but I used to watch that and Dempsey and Make Peace oh, yeah. things like that um, I also remember I used to watch Dynasty Dallas oh, and yeah, the yeah, Colbys yeah. so I used to sit and watch it with my mum and my grandma same Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? God, that's, that's one of the my God. The main things we've got in common is Ryan's being bald, middle aged, <laughs> middle class, toss pots. Oh yeah. We both, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love the Carringtons. Yeah. <laughs> what was the one where um, it's they went up in a spaceship? Didn't they? In the end? They went up in a spaceship. There was definitely a spaceship ending. To okay. One of the I missed results. the spaceship episode oh, of the fucking to... dynasty. Of... I think it was the Colbys. <laughs> I, well, I remember when the Colbys started. I remember Ricardo Montalban. Khan. I was there as Zach Powers, uh, and obviously John. Collins as Alexis Colby because the Colby's was spun off of Dynasty wasn't it yeah. so um, the, if you google it, the Colby's Fallon boards the UFO I, ge- I genuinely that don't happened. remember Fallon it boarding with the a, UFO the, two, uh, the 1987 series ended with alien abduction I, I mean. think I tuned out by that yeah. did, did the whole show end very soon after that um, pr- I think so yeah fairly fairly soon after yeah, but, I don't know how you. I don't know how you like continue after that. I no, I think. Well, you, I mean, but Dallas, of course, did the whole, yes, whole season. Yes. the reset. Dream. I remember. I watched all that when it yeah, was airing. When yeah, Bob, yeah. the Big Bobby reset. Yeah, mm. yeah. Big Bobby. <laughs> big Bobby reset. Uh, <laughs> I don't so know yeah, if we have that confirmed. Yeah, you saw, so I used to watch Neighbours religiously back then as well. But that was age uh, appropriate, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't inappropriate. Also, it was on directly after John Craven's news round, so I think it was completely, <laughs> completely fine for me to watch at that so particular age. You tuned in for John Craven's news round, and then he, he did. Yeah. And then watched he Neighbours. tuned in for yeah. Big JC. And so Neighbours was fine. Neighbours was fine. Uh, and then the other thing was, you remember when V aired, like, and V, which was like, I, as far as back as I remember, that was the first event television thing. It was the first TV event that I can recall well, um, in that genre. Yeah, I mean, there were loads of. Well, TV no, it was one of these things where where everyone was tuning in to watch this event TV what as was it was v? going out. V was, how do you not know V? V was like, it's like a really famous alien invasion series. You're Had Mark Singer in it. That is true. Uh, Michael Ironside was in it. It was it was great. And Robert Englund was in it. Uh, and it was about the, the visitors coming to Earth. It had lots of Nazi allegories to it, but they were like lizards in skin suits. Well, v was um, 1983, yeah. by the way. And so, for example, Roots, which was a TV phenomenon, yeah. which was way bigger deal. Right, that was 1977. <laughs> okay, I so didn't watch it. that's why I mentioned the genre. Okay, fine. Well, okay, V is the, I'm not the first one of history it's certainly the first one I remember but right. crucially I wasn't allowed to watch it because my bedtime was like 7 o'clock Aww. and so my friends would all be watching V and I would have to go to bed and couldn't watch it Oh, I do remember that can you, can you sneak sneak a, like a little portable TV I don't know I, I watched one episode at a friend's house I remember that that was oh. cheeky but I didn't actually get to watch V because it was in two parts wasn't it you had the original V miniseries then you had V the final battle which was the concluding part of it uh, I don't know how far apart those things aired. But um, uh, yeah, I remember... I, so I didn't see V properly until years later when I got it on, on VHS. And you realised it was terrible. And I realised it was, Hey, look, it's a product of its age. I know, it's I know. not age brilliantly. Even now, it's better than the Morena Bakarin uh, 2000 and whatever it was, Naughty's remake of V, which was not great. Oh yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, v, v holds up to an extent. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I enjoyed that. So I think I, I did pr- like those things more mm. than a lot of the childhood fare. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That is our question answered. If you would like your question answered either here or via the bulging Pilot Plus postbag, do send your thoughts, questions, feedback, whatever you like, into us uh, at Pilot TV Pod via DM on Twitter or Instagram or direct to me at James C. Dyer, but on Instagram only. 
Let's move on to news. Let's move oh. on to news. And where do we even start? See, I'm see, I'm 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 loath to to repeat things we talked about on the Empire podcast, but we may have to because we touched on two things which are very, I would say, relevant to our audience on this particular show, which are of course both streaming related. One is the egregious removal of things like, oh. I don't know, why the last man and Willow from existence, thanks yeah. Disney Plus. And the other thing is the great Netflix password crackdown, which is coming to force this week, or rather last week, by the time this goes out. Yeah, that has affected the Ribeiro household. Has it? Yeah. Are you a password sharer? Uh, yeah, I was until I was with my sister, and then um, now we've gone our separate ways. Oh. Yeah, but um, I think it's terrible about the stuff being taken out of the um, libraries and the archives. Yeah, it's yeah. Later shit. Because like, why the last man essentially doesn't exist anymore, and neither does Willow. Mm. That's sad because you know people when they get cancelled, at least they know that they're they're you know the back catalogue yeah. can still be watched, and you know people still get to find out about their work that they've worked so hard on, and then to have that just completely removed. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's it's, it's 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 bad. Yeah, I mean, it's bad enough that both those shows were cancelled. Even though Why the Last Man, I had mixed feelings about. I did watch every episode though, uh, and Willow was decent as well. It's bad enough they were cancelled, and now they have been essentially erased from yeah. existence, which just feels like a kick in the teeth. The Willow was really recent. Wasn't yeah. It? it was just like, wasn't yeah. it last year? Le- really recent, and yeah. Why the, the, why the thingy, thingy... Why the thingy, The yes. thingy dude <laughs> was the year before, I think. But that's, that's what shocks me, is that, because the previous example, what was the previous streamer that started deleting stuff? Was it Netflix? Um... Was it, no, it was there was another one. I don't think Netflix has ever deleted stuff actually to give them to give them credit. There was another the, the first story about. Do you remember con, who was deleting content? Like, well, obviously there was the 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 Batgirl film that was never yes, shown, right? But it was, it was a tax write off, so it was never it was actually part of shown the, at all. Warner Discovery, yeah. HBO kind and of. I don't know if that's merger. the same thing that's happened to Snowpiercer season four, which was instantly shot and finished, but never aired. That is weird. Why was it never aired? It's unclear. It was never, it was, I want to say, is it TNT in the States? I can't remember. It was Netflix over here. It hasn't shown anywhere at all, despite being finished. That's crazy. Yeah. But the but the the content, I was going back to, I think it was the, the um, Warner Brothers Discovery stuff, felt like it was content from quite a while ago and didn't seem, I mean, this may be unfair, and didn't seem that major. But these are, Willow was literally just <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah. And why the thingy dude was was a <laughs> big budget, huge thing that like, I remember they went on banged on about relentlessly. Huge. It wasn't like one of those shows that they don't even talk about because they're kind of slightly ashamed of it. And then t- to remove them is it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's mad. Just to save save a little bit of money, they don't want to pay out to people. Apparently, it's, saving it's kind of residuals. It yeah. must be a, quite a lot of, isn't it? It kind of ties into, doesn't it? The writers' strike. A little bit. Obviously, they think they're saying. So my understanding is, I I thought the writers' strike was because they're not getting residuals. I think it's because the residuals need to be updated for the streaming age, rather than they don't get any at all. Uh, but I imagine people are getting residuals from streaming in some capacity, and that's what they don't want to pay out. But yeah, they've 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 removed them forever. Uh, you know, is. will they bring it back? Will they get? You know, do the? I don't think Willow has a physical. Disc release, does it? Does it? I mean, I have no idea. But if it doesn't, then it literally can't get it anywhere. Yeah, I don't remember having a... Maybe it, it will now get yeah, a physical release. Now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, you that's, know? maybe that's what they're But it to. just, again, it just, it feels quite shit. And I think partly it's the compact, isn't it? That I feel like we entered into a compact with these streamers whereby we agreed to pay a monthly fee for access to their catalogue. And then when they start removing stuff for the catalogue, it becomes like, oh, so we actually do need to start buying Blu-rays again because you can just remove the shit whenever you want. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, the the Netflix password thing didn't they? When isn't again? I'm kind of it's my memory, which as we know is not at the best of times functioning <laughs> that well. But 
I'm sure when Netflix first, they kind of encouraged you to share passwords within families and stuff, didn't they? I'm, pre- I I'm pretty so, sure. I think so, yeah, yeah. I think so. Because that, that's why I originally did yeah. it with my sister. Yeah, it was a thing like, they were literally like, oh yeah, do it, you know, because we, they wanted us all to watch their content. Certainly, mm. you know, you had a certain number. And now they want the money. And now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Which is kind of honest. I mean, you could see it coming. But interestingly, none of the other streamers do that. Presumably it's not endemic with other streamers, to the best of my knowledge. I have no idea. Um, Do you ever share your password with anyone? Do I share my password with anyone? My mum has access to my password. I'm not sure whether or not I should be announcing this on the podcast, but since Netflix are coming for her anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter. There's a lot of episodes of Naked Attraction. <laughs> yeah, does your mum know you watch Naked Funnily Attraction? Enough, well, she listens to this podcast, so. <laughs> Funnily enough, I do believe Naked Attraction is on Netflix. Oh, Don't episodes. tell him I that. I think. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, there you go. I can I watch them all. Them. He, yeah. He's never going to get to sleep but, now. That's yeah, it. No, it's going to be Naked Attraction Marathon this weekend. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's a bank holiday. He's got an extra day. <laughs> Three God. days. Three days of Naked Attraction. Come on. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I still don't understand quite how the password sharing thing is coming into effect. So as I say, we're recording this on the Thursday. I got an email from Netflix just kind of gently saying, hey, you know, passwords are for you and you alone sort of thing. Okay, Did great, you? brilliant. Yeah, no, I got an email from them. And no. then obviously news stories are broken, but at no point has it been communicated to me what's going to happen what to my mum, for example, who Aww. has my password. So, like, is, is I she think get... she'll get special dispensation. What, yeah, but what's going to happen? Like, are they going to, like, cut me off? From, are like, people going to turn up at my house? Like, what's going to happen? Is their new chief action officer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <gasps> going to kick my door in? Knock, knock. <laughs> and be like, you know, fork up some extra money. I don't know. I, how, like, how does it work? I think they'll just, like, lock her out. You think? And, and lock you out, unfortunately. They'll lock her out and meet up. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, both those things. Okay, fair enough. It'll be fine. I mean, we can just do this down the down the line with you, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I can do it remotely from prison. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all good. Still have a post bag in there. You might even get some time to focus on the triage system. Yeah, I'll get some time to work on it. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so those things happen. What else has been going on, Boydy? Well, uh, the BBC is having had a big comedy festival this week in Sheffield, I believe. Hmm. I'm looking at Kay for confirmation yes, of that because yes, I'm sure yeah. you get some of the same emails I do, but maybe not. Um, and they've revealed that they've recommissioned first of all a lot of um, of their comedies so Bad Education will be back No Brainer yeah No Brainer pretty much um, oh actually of, I was thinking of Sex Education there oh yeah no Bad Education mm-hmm. different show yeah yeah um, that's the show that Jack Jack yeah Whitehall creates co-created um, but now he's not in it is he no he was in the Christmas special of The Return and now it's run. It's Stephen uh, sorry Leighton Williams and Charlie Wernham from the original cast are the main stars um, I think did we review it didn't we review? No, I don't think we did. No, oh, okay, fine. James is too busy checking his emails tonight. <laughs> um, also recommissioned are uh, avoidance. Oh, yes, Ramesh yeah, Ranganathan, yeah. uh, Kay and I's favourite um, comedian. Pretty Ramesh Ranganathan, who loves your trainers but yes. refuses to plug this podcast. He wasn't. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't. Re- no, no, he didn't refuse to. He was just talking about um, your trainers yeah. at the BAFTAs. It wasn't yeah. appropriate. But, then could, to go. could we just have it contractually written in that, that you must be referred to at all times <laughs> okay. as Pilot TV's Boyd Hill? So, to be I'll fair, try. he probably doesn't know you've got a po- uh, podcast, does he? Maybe not. He, yeah, he's I a tell busy you what, man. I tell you what, yeah. he did know about the basic binges. Is all I will say. <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's closure. Can we get some kind of supreme Maybe. Pilot TV crossover clothing for you to wear to these events? Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Go, that's we'll a great collab. Yeah, mm. that would be a good collab. So yeah, his avoidance, his his sitcom avoidance, will be back for a second series. Mandy, the Diane Morgan, the very oh, very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like Diane that. Morgan can do no wrong. Uh, Peacock, do you remember that? That was the one with Sipa, Alan Mustafa, aka Sipa from People Just Do Nothing in the Curse. That was his one with person who was a person 
personal trainer. Oh, I don't think. Yeah, I, it was oh, funny. Yes, it yes, was yes, good. I did watch that. Yeah, that's back. Ellie and Natasha, which I know, which oh, is yeah. Ellie White and Natasha Dimitriou, very, mm-hmm. very, very brilliant sketch show. Sketch show with them. I was looking at James for confirmation. He might even know. Who they are. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you watch Slath Let's Flats? I I, I watched like so I watched and I watched the first episode of season two of Stathlet's Flats yeah. while on holiday because I thought we were reviewing it for this podcast no. and then it turns out we were not reviewing it for this podcast. <laughs> well, she's in that. Yeah, there's okay. also some new stuff commissioned, including a thing called Ludwig, which stars David Mitchell as identical twins, I believe, um, and has quite a long storyline uh, attached to it. Um, Spent, which is Michelle de Swart. Um, she's very talented you know that? I recognise her yeah. name why do I recognise her um, she was in that programme his name I've forgotten okay. um, uh, I'll google it do you remember the baby do you remember the baby and the mother oh god yes oh, yeah. yes mm, who yeah. fell out this, yes. and, oh yeah yeah, yes. yeah that's why I remember yeah she's okay. the star of that um, she's in a show called Spence playing a former catwalk model who's on the run there's a show called Mammoth I won't go through all of these because James will just get bored particularly and listen, maybe the listeners will as well that ship may have sailed but carry yeah, on I know. Oh, charming <laughs> how rude absolutely charming if I'm going to stop there now <laughs> oh boy don't no, know I'm they only they are, but they, there's a whole lot of swathe there is a swathe I could bang on all, all day but there's a lot but the good thing is well, this is what I was going to say is that the BBC is investing heavily in comedy yeah that's great the, the that's great for me James doesn't understand <laughs> even though he actually does like quite a lot of comedies <laughs> and they've also announced a lot of shorts that have been made Ricky Gervais has directed one um, and a lot of and the whole new whole, all, lots of different ways of young comedy talent to get on air which is brilliant in the world of TV is a short not just a film <laughs> what say that again <laughs> <laughs> I was saying in the world of TV a short is surely just a film um, no, it's a short. I see what you're trying to do there, but no. No, no it just didn't just, work. Okay, no, fine. Just, didn't work, just yeah. FYI, we'll draw that, a veil over that. that um, TV show of Michelle de Swart mm. was actually called The Baby. Oh, thank you. There you go. <laughs> I knew so that. You went far off. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, BBC comedy. It's happening. Okay. It's good. It's good. Any other news you want to share? I haven't. Little news, but I... <laughs> so you didn't I watch any news. TV and you've got no I, news, I, but I, otherwise we're good. I was in Paris. Um, <laughs> oh my God, so that was like days ago. Don't use that I'm, as an excuse. I've been very busy and tired. Yeah, so Brian Cox did an interview with um, Amal Rajan and he talked about... Success. On the BBC. On the BBC, yep. BBC Two, to be precise. Um, And he talked about the end of succession and he was saying how he thought Logan's death would come later in the series. He felt it came too early. Um, And then he was saying some other things. How He he was kind of speculating. He's like, oh, it'd be good, you know, that if Logan wasn't actually dead and maybe this was like, you know, this could be a funny, not funny, but like it could be a way of seeing how the siblings, his perverse way of seeing how the siblings would react to his death. Which is what I thought when we watched that This is what I thought, but actually obviously it's not going to be case but yeah he was talking about that so anyone who likes um succession and or brian cox you should check that into out but it does I, I think it does my suspicion i mentioned before that i think brian cox is turning into logan Roy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you, you're saying this like from here you would never say, no, in front I'd of say him. it to I, I mean, in a funny way i think actually he did another interview and i'm sure i remember where i saw um where someone did kind of allude to that and he kind of accepted it a bit that you know you, when you play a, a character that dominant and that you know kind of 
completely extraordinary Alpha character male. that is going to have some effect on you. You know, so I'm I excuse myself, but <laughs> the gradual quote is really fascinating. He said regarding his his death in episode three, obviously of this season, I was fine with it ultimately, but I did feel a little bit rejected. Mm. You know, I felt a little bit like all the work I've done, and finally I'm going to you know end up as an ear on a carpet of a plane, <laughs> which is the last shot probably we saw of him. And and he also talked about how he he secretly filmed the funeral because that ages ago because they had to pretend that it, they had to pretend it wasn't his funeral so yeah. he attended the filming of that which was always fascinating to see you know kind of what it went on to keep it all of a secret which he said was also kind of quite poignant for him I'm sure but it is interesting that he does kind of vent you know in his way in his, in his kind of interestingly like in the He's same way he did honest, about isn't yeah. he? and I really like that because yeah. I mean of course you would feel rejected but there are other actors who wouldn't admit that and I love that he actually said that and he feels sad that he was uh, not given yeah. longer on the show. He basically does not give a shit who who he annoys yeah. or offends or, you know. Because it's Brian Cox. Because it's Brian Cox. And I also think, by the way, um, that the Succession gang, you know, I'm sure when I speak to hopefully director Mark Mylod uh, early next week for this very podcast, uh, are fine with it. They're like, he, oh, he can, yeah. Because yeah, it's Brian Cox. Yeah. Like, you know. you know. I mean, like, he said all that stuff about Jeremy Strong and yes. Jeremy was fine about yes. it. And if anyone was going to get pissed off because he did, Completely. you know, he did go for it. Yeah, so. which is a brilliant attitude to take, yeah. Um, and I also think that, because I think he was reflecting a lot, probably what a lot of us thought when he did die in that third episode, which is that, oh my God, how can this show carry on, sustain another seven episodes without this the central dominant figure and of course it turned out to be absolutely brilliant it turned out to be the masterstroke of masterstrokes because not only was that third episode and we can get into this in the spoiler special maybe for the whole series but not only was that the most surprising point in the run to have to for him to die yeah right but it also actually the subsequent rest of this series I think has been transformed by that like I think you know the effect it's had on the show has been kind of brilliant which is what uh, Jesse, I read something recently with Jesse saying, you know, that's why he wanted to do it so early yeah. in the series. He always planned to kill yeah. Logan off when they realised this was going to be the last series, they knew it would have happen. And he wanted to do it early in the series because he wanted to show how each of them would cope, hmm. the funeral, the you know, the vying for the succession, etc. So, um, Completely, yeah. yeah. Now, how many complaints do you think we're going to get for spoiling the third episode of most recent season of succession. No, I think everyone will know no, right now that are you he's, serious? you know. Uh, no. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'm it. I'm just I'll saying. Take it. I'll take no. it. At us. Which one of you is taking personal <laughs> I responsibility? Take- I mean, I get it a lot anyway because I'm already the one who spoils things more than anyone. So. If you have any deliberate complaints, please um, address them to at Boyd Hilton just, and at Kay Ribeiro. Who, who yeah. in the world is a fan of succession and is not you know, well, so what if it's someone who's saving it up till it's finished they want to watch it all in a big binge well in that case can you put a thing on the thing description a thing on the thing, thing. yes tell yeah, people James, to put a thing on the thing. Yeah. yeah fair I think <laughs> that's just fair. delete the whole conversation uh, no 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 you Do, probably will no 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 put a thing on a thing and if you don't then at James Dyer <laughs> what how has this become my problem <laughs> it's always your problem oh my god you are the problem just outrageous yeah. uh, the only other thing I would mention and again I feel like I'm just repeating stuff from the Empire podcast Pedro Pascal has finally confessed that it's not him in the man Mandalorian armor. As if anyone for one second believed that it was. That had been keeping me up, actually. So I thank thought you it would be. Yeah, you go. There you go. Exclusively not revealed. Whatever. I mean, well, not anymore. Sometimes. He's basically it's basically now it's a voice acting role. Yeah, because why would you did you actually think he was in it? No, I always said he wasn't. But it oh. was because he maintained the pretense but when that he was in the armor. He was, wasn't he? So, so he says, yes. Okay. Just saying. Uh so he says. Okay. Anyway, yeah. that's news. We're yeah. done with news. Well done. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's move on to this week's reviews. Oh, God. Right. And f- <laughs> oh, 
up by spoiler alert. alert. Spoiler alert. But I'm going to have to say I'm sort of on his own. No. <laughs> First alert. up, just for Kay, we have Deadlock on Prime Video, an Australian comedy from Kate McCartney and Kate McLennan, uh, which is a local man turn up dead and naked in the town of Deadlock, Tasmania, only for a brash detective from the mainland to turn up and run roughshod over the case. Boydie, would you give a Castlemaine four X for this? <laughs> oh. That's a good one, James. Yeah. Yeah. Eight out of ten for the mm. for the intro. Um, extraordinarily, so this is created by two women called Kate and stars a third woman called Kate, Kate mm. Box, who plays the um, kind of local yeah. detective who is in a relationship. With, I think you find she's a senior sergeant. Oh, okay, thank you. She's in a, in, in a relationship with a with her uh, uh, her female lover who gets annoyed. Yeah. yeah, who's a vet and gets annoyed that she's still detecting and she's promised mm. not to stop detecting to carry on being a policewoman. But when they discover the body of a local man naked on the nearby beach... Um, that's not a spoiler, boy. That's within this the, is the first premise. That's yeah. the setup. Yeah. It's, the first it's literally the first scene, yeah. <laughs> although it does contain a very fun line which involves a cigarette. Yeah. Isn't the, actually, isn't the first scene the two women shagging, I think? Is, the is very, it? I think so. I remember, I think so. I remember them setting someone's dick on fire in the first scene, but maybe it was the second uh, scene. It was either one or first know. or second. Yeah, which I can't remember which way around. You should take notes, obviously. Um, it was the first scene. Now, I, I have to say, I was very much enjoying this show. Right, to start with. Uh-huh. Hear me out, hold on. Hold on. I, I can feel, this is why I don't like spoilers. This is why, listeners, we have this agreement. We don't discuss what we think of any of the shows until we record. Yeah. Because I feel it does constrict you. And I mean, this goes back to, you know, Terry always used to like, you'd be fully aware of what she thought of a show seconds within her watching it, one way or another. And I think it, so, because we shouldn't feel constricted if we like a show or don't like a show. Yeah, so, anyway, I was very much, I enjoyed this show uh-huh. to start with. And I thought Kate Box was brilliant i thought that the relationship with two women was very completely authentic and believable and plausible i thought the mystery of a naked man who was like a local football star um uh, who much admired and regarded uh, by everyone in the town naked there for all to see was an intriguing mystery he's got a dodgy brother who's really horrible and you're like you know he's the obvious prime suspect but you're not sure whether he will be or not is the prime suspect whether it should be someone else um it's i was enjoying the general and the tone of it is like a, com- a comedy crime drama where the comedy all comes from the characters, right? And they're all kind of quite interesting, some of them kind of quite big. And then in the middle of the first episode, the detective arrives, mm. played by Madeline Sammy, Detective Eddie Redcliffe, and she is yeah. <laughs> it, a lot. Yes. And I I'd say she's feel, unbearable. Okay. I do feel that she that the whole thing gets derailed by her because she arrives like this just force of nature and you're supposed to be she's supposed the whole point of her is that she's over the top larger than life character who who kind of drives into this situation with these local police and takes over the investigation decides who's the main suspect should be without any evidence whatsoever breaking all the rules of normal police etiquette and she's funny and she's supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be a comedy now this is we get into an interesting genre discussion I'm sure any minute now <laughs> was it James. totally uneven void <laughs> what it was in the sense that it was going very well being quite funny and quite well observed and yet plausible until she arrives and for me it just went off it just went off the rails then because she was just too much and I just thought I can understand what they're trying to do and it, but 
it's just completely implausible. I just don't think she'd get away with being that mad in the middle of leading an investigation. Um, and, you know, so that was my issue with it. I was enjoying it until she arrived, and then I was a bit like, oh no, I don't think this is working anymore. Mm. But it sounds like you didn't even like it to start with. I was really excited about this because, as you know, I'm going through a very Australian comedy flex with <laughs> Colin from accounts. So I was very, you know, I was thinking, great, you know, but I just. Bonza, this, in fact. I was thinking, I was going to do an Australian accent. Do, do, do it. That. Do no, it. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no. They, I, I was very excited for it. Anyway, it's just not in the same league for me. And I just. I mean, it's I very just, different. Yeah, it's different. But I just think it's like, it's, it is packed with comedy. But I just think the the sort of hit ratio isn't high enough. I don't think it... I didn't find it as funny as I was hoping I would. I think the drama, like, I wasn't particularly gripped by the mystery. I agree that, you know, it did get... That that character that you're talking about, the detective that comes mm. in, she is just OTT and she's too much. And they sort of overplay their hand. But even before that, I wasn't particularly um, in love with this at all. And I, was, I found it a slog to get through because mm. it's an hour long as well. I think it should be shorter. <laughs> Definitely. I could tell you, you were feeling, having all these feelings. <laughs> Funnily enough, when James said earlier, what was he said there about airplane? When you said, you know, talking about terminal yeah, ships. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is a bit like it goes to start with. It's one thing, and it's like a mildly amusing comedy crime mildly, thing, yeah. and then it does turn almost into airplane with the yeah. arrival of that character of Eddie, who is so over the top. Yeah, she could literally be on that plane hitting, you know, smacking well, people. It, in yeah, the face. it goes from being what you know a quite dry at times mm. Australian comedy to what feels like a sketch show like it's just really overblown like slap you around the face with a wet fish kind of comedy yeah and I I mean I I I was I not to sound like a massive twat, but I kind of tolerated the first half of it. Like I didn't love it, but it was fine. Like it was actually it was okay. Mm. But yes, as soon as she arrives, I just was like, oh fuck off. <laughs> I just no. Yeah. Just just again, it's just it's not my sense of humour. I can't I can't be dealing with this. And I, I found her so I just aggravating. Don't think it was I don't think it's funny though. I don't think she's funny. Well, see, it's hard for me to gauge because often when I'm watching this, is this funny or is it just me? I don't, you know, it's hard. But I read this thing, so I afterwards I because I I did find this a slog and I was like, oh God, is this just me? I wanted mm. to know more about it. And I, I read that the two Kates who are the showrunners and producers were inspired to write this, a, like a comedy after watching Broadchurch and that they, the working title of the project was Funny Broadchurch. And I think that's very ambitious. <laughs> and I don't Funny they, Broadchurch. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I mean, they that, haven't I mean, succeeded. I mean, the body's literally found on the beach yeah. and, and, and it, uses, it does use the locale, you know, fairly well. And it's nicely shot, actually. It looks, it looks good. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think the problem is, in order to make it funny... I don't think it's funny enough. ...that main character needs to be toned down and or rethought. <laughs> um, because I, I think do it's think... Funny. I think it's... Sorry, I think it's it's fine to have her. I just yeah. think not to the nth degree. I mean, no. she's really just extreme. She's annoying. She's annoying yeah. rather than funny. That is the problem. She's supposed to be annoying, you know, but it's just... It, some people will probably will find her funny. I think it's... But, it seems like all three of us found her annoying, <laughs> right, which is rare. We're it rare is rare that we're in agreement about comedy, she especially. She is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? I might actually watch the second episode just to kind of, I don't yeah, know, Yeah, do, because I'd like to know if it gets <laughs> better. Yeah. Let okay. us know if she becomes yeah. less annoying. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, well, Deadlock, which comes to her prime video, Boydie, when? Friday, 2nd of June. There you go, there well we go. done. Got it in one. Uh, okay, good. That's that. Next up this week, we have White House Plumbers on Sky, a show that is not, as may first appear to be the case, about fixing the president's waterworks, but is in fact a satirical political drama based on the 2007 book uh, integrity by uh, Egil Crow and concerns the team behind the Watergate scandal. Gay, were you 
bowled over? I don't know. Some some kind of toilet metaphor. Did this tank? Did you like it? Tell us. Um, yeah, I think it tanked for me. <laughs> like I said, I was maybe a bit grumpy this week. Or I just, I just, it's an interesting story, of course. And I listened to a podcast recently on it, and I, you know. And it's got great names. So Woody Harrelson's in it as um, E. Howard Hunt and Justin Throws in it as Gordon Liddy. Nixon's political saboteurs who are accidentally topple the presidency um, while trying to protect it. So, I mean, it's a very interesting story, but I don't know. What, I, I just couldn't get on board with it. I don't know if it's a combination of Woody Harrelson's weird accent thing he was putting on, um, the depth they go into the lives of these F- former FBI agents. I just found it quite hard going. And a little boring. Yes. What about you? So it's interesting. I was really looking forward to this um, show because I'm a huge fan of a of as we know from well, watching yeah, Watergate nine year based, <laughs> Watergate based dramas, Washington behind closed doors. There was also another drama recently called Gaslit, which was on what it used to be called um, Stars Player. Now I believe now is known as Lionsgate Plus, which I think had Julia Roberts in it from memory, is playing like the wife of one of the one of these people, and pretty much had the same characters. In mm. fact. Do you remember? I remember yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah, and I'm a huge fan of Justin Theroux and Woody Harrelson, um, but particularly a fan of Justin Theroux's dog. Oh, who is, yeah. yes, heavily featured yeah, on yeah, his yeah. Instagram, who is one of the greatest Instagram accounts of all time. Yeah. Justin Threw's dog, look, look at that. Is it Cobra? I think something like that. Anyway, and he, he, they, they, he, um, Justin Threw put a lot of photos of him in this show up on his Instagram. And, you know, I think they filmed it like a year ago at least. And the whole idea of it I thought was interesting, taking a kind of a wryly funny look at mm. this whole thing. And the whole idea of it is like it's a, it's a bit like a, a very English scandal, you know, in t- taking a kind of jaunty, comedic take on a big historical scandal and I'm in fully in favour of that kind of thing normally oh my god for most case space literally could <laughs> no, not sorry should I tell you why because as you were talking I was like I know that was the intention but I just oh. didn't find it funny well I'm not I don't disagree yeah. I don't disagree but your face was a picture just now that was like yeah. <laughs> that was awful sorry. no 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 it was brilliant if only the listeners could have seen yeah, it's a shame a for them um I do th- again. This started fine for me. I thought. I thought yeah. they're introducing the characters. It's you know. It's basically a satire on blowhard Republican right wing quasi fascist people fascinated by Hitler. I mean, at one point there's an, there is an amazing scene. Oh my there, god! Watching yeah. Hitler's speeches yeah, and lot. stuff. Yeah, that was a lot. But fair enough. And there's a there's a very funny scene where they're on a private jet and. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you know, the scene when, is it Justin through Woody, which one of them plays plays the organ and sings a song? He's a Frank Sinatra. It's Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, thank yeah. you. Um, and that was really funny. And by the way, I did I read up, read up on this. Every all of these amazing scenes happen. Oh yeah. I mean that is extraordinary. And they, and they say that clearly at the yeah. front, uh, at the start, don't they? Yeah, there's a disclaimer isn't it which says that even though everyone's been found guilty of whatever they did in this in the water leading up to the water. Yes, it also says yeah. the names have not been changed yeah, the mainly been... because almost everyone yeah. was found guilty. Right. Yeah. Exactly, fair enough. But I do think it's it's fascinating they had a lot of incredibly juicy detail that they do use as the basis for this drama. Another fact that E. Howard Hunt, the Woody Harrelson character, is an, an, a prolific author of all of these books, thrillers. Yeah. Is he? Yes. Oh, he was. There's, you know, there's a bit where his wife early yes, on says, I'm just, a book. yeah, she's typing them up. Yeah. yeah, he genuinely did write like 75 novels oh, or something. Wow. Yeah. Extraordinary. His wife played by Lena Headey, by the way, from um, Game of Thrones. It's got a great, great cast. Great It cast. does have a great, great cast. Great cast. Yeah. Donald Gleeson. But 
after again, halfway through the first episode, it did get bogged down mm-hmm. in quite tedious detail of what they were trying to do and how they were doing it. Yeah. And while there are moments where they're bumbling, I mean, they just do stupid stuff like take photos of each other in ridiculously that terrible disguise. Yeah. But, but again, all these things did happen, which is which is essentially brilliant. But I ended up because it does. It, it, there's all. I tell you what. Every single show this week. Slight spoiler alert. Mm. For, even for me, the one thing they all have in common is they're just too long. Mm-hmm. Oh so, my god, that's my thing. Yeah. All of them this week are yeah. flabby. I do think that the other. What's the, the one we just reviewed called Deadlock? <laughs> Deadlock. <laughs> Deadlock. Could have been half hour episodes. Yeah. Yes. Would have been more and should have been digestible. This. Just needs to be fewer episodes yeah. than it is, clearly, because halfway through this, it just got bogged down in the detail and was a bit boring. I think there are five episodes altogether, and it just did get a bit repetitive did, and tedious. Did so, you not find, again, I, I hate to be like the tone police, but I felt a little bit like with this, like it takes itself too seriously to be an out and out comedy, but it feels far too broad to no, be taken I, seriously. I, no, I don't. I, no, I wouldn't. Because you said like a lot of these things, like they're actual, like these things yeah. actually happened. It's like if they're but actually they're happened, all milked for laughs. But so. yeah, but but there's the characters are so overblown. Yeah. In the way they performed. Yeah. And I have to be said, like I swear to God, every person in this is in a different show. Like the, like the t- in between the characters, it's so bizarre. What do you the mean? way they in the in the way they're playing their performances, their performances are managed in very different ways. It feels like they're all in separate comedies so I feel like their renditions of these characters baffled me slightly but I just I thought I didn't find it funny I found it quite irritating yeah. and I almost wanted them to eject the comedy and stick with the drama I, because yeah. it's an interesting story because it's so interesting yeah. but I found that they were playing it so ridiculously that I just got irritated yeah. most of the way I, through do you know what I hate to say it but I absolutely uh, agree with James but I, well, I, slightly, I prefer to watch I, you said two things. It. you said two different slightly different things there though you, I agree that they're all playing it for I think they're all playing for love oh yeah no they are but you but, said they were different but oftentimes in different ways like oh. at two different levels like you get one person who's massively overblown another person who's ever so slightly funny and then this one's actually quite dramatic like, um, I feel there's a really broad range of like tones of the way they're playing these characters. I, that wasn't my issue with it. Is more I I didn't mind. I don't mind the fact that they they are milking it for us. And I and I and, and that was the whole premise. And I quite like that. I just think it, I actually think it almost it just gets bogged down in too much detail. You know that is and true. That's the problem with it. I don't think I, I think they're all. I think they are certainly Harrelson, the two of them, and Theroux are in the same thing. They're bouncing off each other, and they're and they and it's taking a completely like satirical slash comedic look at right wing Republican mm. blow Republican blowhards. So I, the, I don't think the tone was the problem. I think I just think it wasn't. Once you've established that tone, unlike a very English scandal, you know, for example, it just the, the storytelling just just needs to be more precise and finely honed, and um, and not as just end up being as dull as this. I agree was that there's too much the detail, end. but actually, I just think I'd prefer it as a drama. Yeah, I would prefer it as a documentary. Yes. I want to see, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be entertaining to see, you know, to see all these things. And I think there have been a, a kind of a docu- various documentaries about this thing, but. It didn't sustain the whole thing. It reminded me a bit of Vice, you know, the Adam McKay film about. Um, well, I enjoyed Vice actually, but yeah, but that's that's a similar tone, which I think, which, which you know, I had certain issues with Vice. Yeah, Christian Bale's Dick Cheney, mm. but it felt very influenced by that. Yeah, I just think in the end, it's just it could have been if it'd been like you know a two part or three part, it probably wouldn't. But that's the main problem for me. White House Promise then, which lands on I'm going to say <laughs> Sky Atlantic, and now yes, when Boydie Tuesday, Tuesday the thirteenth on of May. Tuesday. 
Finally, this week, we have the latest knockabout comedy from renowned entertainment <laughs> lol merchant Shane Meadows. Uh, this three-part series is adapted from the novel of the same name by Benjamin Myers. It tells the story of David Hartley, played by Michael Socher, who assembles a gang of weavers and land workers to fight back at the onset of the industrial revolution. Uh, Boydie, what did you think of the gallows poll? You know what's weird is your whole <laughs> intro to this is a, is a take on, is a joke about how it's not funny. And yet actually it is funny. Yeah. So that's I, the weird thing. It is thing, funny, James. Is it? it yeah. Is, it is. Is it? How, let, let me, right. In all honesty, did you, get, did you make it all the way through the I first episode? I did make it all the way through, oh, yes. Well, so yes. just for an example, yeah. there's the scene between Michael Socha and his ex-girlfriend who's been kept oh. waiting seven years. Yes. What, where that scene with just the yeah, two of them? Yeah, with just the I, two of them, which is totally yeah. a comedic I scene. I think that's the best scene. It's a comedic scene. <sighs> it's a fantastic scene. But it is. I mean... Tell me you got that, that it was... I mean... She won't let him walk past her, and that's yeah. the whole thing. Sure. Right, I sure. I, genuinely, by that point, it had this, lost me. Right, but you framing this as like a miserable or work of misery is just completely misleading because a lot. To of be fair, it's, it's definitely funny. not his most miserable right. thing he's ever done. I would Thank certainly you. give you that. Thank For you. him, this is basically a carry on film. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to. I, I might have to kind of bring Terry White <laughs> in from you know because of course she's a huge Shane Meadows fan. Probably maybe the world's biggest Shane Meadows. Fan. I'm a Shane Meadows fan as well, to be honest. But she like isn't like isn't one of Shane Meadows' films of a favorite film of all time pretty much and I think this is England it's one of our favourite TV shows of all time and this is England by the TV show certainly all of his stuff has humour in it by the way I mean some of it is out and out funny so your whole depiction of him (laughs) is I think if I was Terry White I'd say classist as well just because you know just a bit of working class you know reality is regarded by James Dyer as something miserable we know he's a middle class snob yeah we know he's a middle class twat sorry snob snob Um, (laughs) what's interesting about this is this really does have tonal shifts I mean to start yeah. Right. It, there's this epically long slow motion mm-hmm. introduction yeah. to the main character Michael Social trudging yep. along the moors, the for, moors. for what long. seems like about 20 minutes. I mean, it does. I agree with you. It's extraordinary at <laughs> the start of the show. And you know, the funny thing about this is, if ever a show says, I remember when there was a screening of this at the BFI a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, oh yeah, I know that. It's coming soon. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an event when Shane Meadows does a TV show or a film or whatever. And I was thinking, oh, is that going to be on BBC One or BBC Two? Honestly, once you see the opening scene, this is BBC Two. I mean, you know, it, it could never be on BBC One. It's such a kind of frankly pretentious, certainly unbelievably long first scene in slow motion. Slow burn. And you're yeah. not, what the fuck is going on? He's trudging through the moors, clutching a bag of stuff with these freaky guys in masks. Oh, yeah, I mean, can, can I just say, yeah. when it got to that bit, at right. first I thought, oh my God, I think right. I'm out because it very reminiscent of Yellow Jackets. You know, wearing yeah. those weird skulls. Well, Yellow Jackets slowed down by it. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand. A thousand. Yeah. It's just like, okay. And then you get the title sequence. So that is quite a kind of heavyweight serious thing. He's basically dying with from a wound yeah. and he's hallucinating or whatever the fuck's going on in massive this is slow not a motion. Spoiler. No. Yeah. This is the very first scene again, <laughs> emphasize. Absolutely extraordinary introduction to the thing. A borderline indulgent. I mean, some might say actually indulgent. James, for example. Sure. Bad, right? <laughs> then it goes into the title sequence, which is paid for laughs. The title yeah. sequence, all the titles are like uh, the, the, the great directorial... No, I've, got, well, I've you, got one here. Got yeah. them, They're yeah, all good. in sort of like old English. So yeah. 
Guardian of the Travelling Lamp. Right. It was the lighting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah genuinely, yeah. That, it, it that felt like brilliant. they'd gone full Python yeah. at right. that point. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, so Shane it. Meadows is referred to as purveyor of scenes. <laughs> now that's funny. Yeah, it yeah. is. Right? It is funny. It, it is, is funny. funny. Then, it, then he arrives, then the show itself starts, and it's like, it kind of does alternate almost between scenes that are funny, That's like the one we mentioned with him and his, and his ex-slash-girlfriend. Aimed mm. to be funny, can we say. Well, I think genuinely funny. Okay. No, I thought that was a funny I, I, scene. No, yeah, was, that was a funny, was funny scene. Yeah. But there are other bits of it that are completely not funny in any way at all. So, But what it, it does have, have is, so the even then the, the tonal shift between the titles, mm. which are which revert to old English stuff, thing, and then the actual dialogue is completely modern. Right, yeah. exactly. Absolute swearing. Is- there are more fucks in this show <laughs> than anything I can think of recently. Mm. Literally every other line is someone saying like, There was a bit where I swear I could have been watching The Witchfinder, you know? Yeah. Like it just, like where they're just, yeah. they, exactly you say, the swearing swearing and the kind of oh. uh, the vernacular yeah. that they use. It's completely just... in, in the vernacular. Yeah. And then eventually you get, I mean, I only know the premise of the show because I've read the press release. Same here. If you hadn't, yeah. it's about, it's actually, these are real people. Mm-hmm. Michael Socha's character is a real guy who led a kind of criminal endeavour to manufacture fake coins. That's the that's what happened. And that's what the original novel that's based on told that story. Yeah. This Drama doesn't is actually it's a prequel. It's a prequel mm. to what's covered in the novel, but you also wouldn't know that that's what it's about no, at wouldn't. all from this first episode. Well, I had to look up the plot after right, I watched the episode. Right. So. Like, I mean, so I was thinking this is bewildering if you haven't read the the, the press release, but I had read the press release because I wrote a preview of it, and so. I, don't, I almost don't know what to think of it. I enjoyed it. Enjoy if enjoy is the right word. I I I found parts of it frustrating. I found it pretentious, self indulgent. Yeah, certainly the most self indulgent thing Shane Meadows has ever done because Shane Meadows generally is known for like very accessible kind of funny slash tragic, very emotional stuff. Like this is England. It's an amazing. Li- it's nothing like this at all. This is definitely his weirdest thing he's ever done. Yeah, right? and can we talk about the music and the end titles? The music. Oh, but there's an entire there are entire songs that the woman sings in the oh, kind of yeah. like yeah I in could, the in the I could definitely lose those. Oh my god, I could have definitely lost that. Yeah. This is an over. We got a message from James, listeners, when after saying it's this feature length. Which, it's yeah. one hour and twelve minutes. Right, it's the one, first episode. One hour and twelve minutes. It just doesn't need to be that no. extra twelve minutes. You could easily uh, at least lose a couple of songs. Yeah, and you're done. Lose a couple of songs. <laughs> Even the scene which I really walk. liked between the Mike and and the lover could have been shorter. That went on. I, the scenes go I on. I disagree. I would I would rather watch that than the woman singing rather than the yeah, slow oh, yeah, walk at the beginning. But I'd even, rather have that. What I'm <laughs> saying is it could have been tightened up a lot. Yeah, of course. Like he's yeah, been given. Uh, just by playing the first yeah. five minutes at regular speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, that's true. So I did re- I really enjoyed a lot of it. I, I was fascinated by it, even when it was like completely being weird. I think it is undoubtedly self, undoubtedly self-indulgent and too long, and I don't know why anyone didn't just go. You could easily fit it into an hour, Shane. Just cut, yeah, these things. <laughs> they're scared because they're probably scared because he is he is a bit of a genius and yeah. has a reputation for being a genius, quite rightly. But if it just been, if it just been a bit tighter, even a genius needs to be reined. A hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, if it was just a bit tighter, then I think it would have been brilliant. As mm. it is, it's like flawed but fascinating and you flawed know, and a little flabby. Yeah. I I agree with everything you said. I just think it took me a little while to adjust to this, right? Because I love a period drama, right? But it's a period drama with a really contemporary feel. So the dialogue, um, the the language, the fact that I don't know if this is right. I talked to James about this yesterday. Spoiler alert: we did break the rules. I know. And do you know what he actually said? Don't tell Boydo. 
conversation. Yeah, don't wow. tell him we broke the first well, rule he, of the podcast. He actually God. came over to me and actually I said, oh no, we can't. He goes, don't worry, Boyd's not here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but David Hartley, who's played by Michael Sosha, is it Sosha? Sosha? Yeah, Sosha, Sosha, I think. Um, has gold teeth. And I was like, He's this poor, you know, impoverished guy. Would he have gold teeth in the, uh, when is it set? The 1760s in West Yorkshire? Well, he's know. been away, isn't he, to yeah, with doing his own like, I mean, thing. <laughs> uh, doing some, well, but I think he's been making money on the sly, criminally. And I think that's, oh, right. yeah, so I think that is Oh, plausible. so he would. Okay, yeah. fine. Um, but yes, I, I agree with everything you said. I just think it was too long, should have been tightened up. But I, I the thing I loved most about it is the David and Grace played by Daisy from Downton, so Sophie uh, McShearer, is that? Sophie McShearer, yes, I should have mentioned, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I thought those scenes at the end were fantastic and they were so emotionally sort of charged and intense that for me, that the whole thing, like, was not saved because it was it was a decent drama and everything, but like, I just, when I got to that bit, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm invested in these characters, these two characters, I want to see where this goes. Yeah, and it has got incredible, Thomas Turkus, who's who's a shame manager, he's brilliant in it, I love him, yeah. he's the brother. There is a bit where they're having a five minute conversation about stabbing and I was just like yeah oh god and then Daisy from Downton has like a scene in an alleyway oh yeah and I was I was saying to guys this is improv right because a lot of improv yeah because and I was because it felt heavily improv because they just say I'm going to go are you going to go go I might go if you don't go you're not going to be able to see him well I might go now and I was like oh go or don't go but fucking (laughs) shut up about it I genuinely I was like improv all you like but cut that scene for the love of Christ I just, you know just what? no. I I hate this when this happens. But I absolutely do agree with James. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I meant to say that it, it, it is heavily improvised. There's a whole array of interviews with Shane Mazur. We talk. They're working on this. He got he cast them like a year before I think they filmed it and got them to like you know kind of get and to know captured each other it all and... in real time. <laughs> 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 You're right. There, there is some obvious improvisational scenes, which again should have been shorter. Yes. It's it's the scene he's talking about though, yeah. with Daisy and that yeah. other woman discussing whether Daisy would go into a room or not. Yeah. was exactly how he described it. Do you know what the problem is as well? Is and I I did really enjoy, but I enjoyed it much more definitely than James did. Yeah, no I one's enjoy, great yeah, surprise. Yeah. But I do think the problem with that level of improvisation is you can tell that it, those those stuff is improvised. It's got that yes. something about it which I you know and I know it's always he's always had improvisation Shane Meadows and his stuff but this is England you couldn't tell those that was so because it feels organic yeah. right it feels organic yeah. and in the scene was here it felt a little bit like you know the improv scenes in Barry when they're on stage just felt a little awkward yes exactly oh, I agree like I feeling. do agree about that Yeah, and I think that's even true of the scene with, with the funny scene between the two of them uh, you can tell it's like they've come up with this bit you know, whereas yeah. he doesn't want, she doesn't want him to walk past her. And I think it's slightly contrived, particularly there's something about doing, it is unlike any period drama you've ever seen. And we will say that. Oh yeah. But, it, 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 it's because it is period drama it's, I think it adds to the awkwardness of the improvised stuff do you know what I mean it's just, it's just all a bit mm. so I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it but in the end it might be like too flawed <laughs> <laughs> for its own good <laughs> yeah well clearly I didn't enjoy this no uh, but honestly I, you don't want to hear me moaning but about... it's not that grim that's that's not the problem no, it's but not, it's no. dour like it's long and dour and long and weird and long <laughs> and boring and did I mention it's long and uh, but, and but... we have Shane Meadows coming up in a spoiler special <laughs> yes <laughs> and is, our next guest Shane Meadows look James rolls yeah. no one <laughs> that is true that would that, be that would be the yeah, curveball you weren't expecting here's Shane Meadows 
goes. He would slag it off. And, go, and next week we have Shane. And it's like, oh God, yeah. he's going to do that interview. Yeah. No, I'm just going to say right here, right now, no one needs me to talk about how on so many levels, this is absolutely not for me. Instead, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to do you one better. And instead of hearing me talk about it, let's hear from someone far better positioned to talk about the output of Shane Meadows, having prepared a special reaction just for our loyal yes, listeners. Terry. I hand over to our official Shane Meadows oh correspondent, God. the one and only Terry White. Perfect. Hello, Pilot Podcast. Hello, James, Boydie and Kay. Um, thank you for inviting me on. And, and I would normally say, fuck no, as I've said a couple of times to James Dyer recently, because... You'll remember last time I was on this podcast, I swore I would not be back because who wants to be David Brent in the office turning up with my dog, um, begging people to go for a drink or begging people to hear my opinions on a TV show. But I was concerned when it came to Shane Meadows, when it came to the gallows poll, that it may not get a fair shot. Obviously, you've got Bordy and Kay there to do the business. But anybody who has listened to Pilot for a while or read Empire during my uh, tenure will know how I feel about Shane Meadows and about his work. But this is a very different proposition. 18th century period piece set in West Yorkshire, which may not seem that different to the Midlands in the 80s and 90s. And certainly James Dyer thinks anything north of Watford is just the north. But it's, it's a fairly different proposition. And... I'm just going to cut to the chase and say I love, loved it. I think it's a Shane Meadows piece through and through. You've got the naturalism, the realism. He's created, I think, the most real period characters who've ever been created. They won't necessarily be period characters that you recognise. They aren't kind of just the posh people and the poor, downtrodden people. They are a community of people in the Calder Vale, who essentially turn to counterfeiting um, because their industry and their community has, has been decimated. And what he does, which is what he does in all of his things, is he is more adept at anybody than bringing real-life people and not just their concerns to screen, but their love, their sense of community, their sense of hope. Um, there, there's a bit in a pub... And it's just like when the gang were in the pub in This Is England, because what Shane understands is the bonds of community and the bonds of people and neighbours and families. And that's what you get in this. Um, there's stagmen. It's fairly psychedelic. There's visions. Um, Michael Soccer is the lead, David Hartley, who um, was the incredible Harvey in This Is England. And he was kind of, you know, this supporting guy, a hard-faced skinhead, but actually, there were some real glimpses, especially in the TV shows, about just what Michael Soccer could do. And there was some, especially kind of 86, 88, it was clear that his, you know, his dad was a bully, he was hard-faced because he was having to protect his mum and his sister. There were scenes where he turned up with a black eye and a cut lip, and there was a real kind of vulnerability behind that steel. And... He really kind of comes to life in this in this lead role. I mean, Shane obviously saw something really special in him. And he's great. And he's alongside Sophie McShearer, who more than holds her own as uh, David's ex-girlfriend, Grace. Uh, Thomas Turgoose is in it as well, um, from This Is England, who plays his brother, William. And I really must shout out Stevie Binns, who plays... 
the local landlady and is one of the most natural actors I've ever seen. She's actually somebody who is a complete newcomer because Shane and Shaheen Baig, who is his amazing casting director, do that incredible thing they always do, which is bring on seasoned actors and complete newbies from the local community. And so what you get is a real community. You get the sense of a real gang of people. Um, And the thing I love most about it, finally, just to say, is this for me was one of the most hopeful Shane Meadows pieces I've ever seen. You know, people often focus in on the violence and the bleakness and, you know, the fact that it can be quite hard to watch. And Shane's power is in his commitment to unflinching depictions of trauma, but also tenderness and love. And for me, what this piece is really about is not about brutality and violence and and all of that. It's about the hope of a community coming together the hope of ordinary people to build a life for themselves that they love. And, you know, there are loads of echoes with modern day and what we're going through with um, cost of living. And he doesn't shy away from any of that, but I think he he always resists turning working class people into stereotypes. And this is another kind of proof of that. And it is, unlike any period drama you will have ever seen and will likely see again, Some people, period purists, let's call them, may not like that because uh, sometimes they speak in language that's got modern references in it. But it kind of doesn't matter at all because what you get is real believable people. It's also funny as fuck. Really, really, really funny. There's a bit where he calls, the stagman calls Michael Socker's character a lazy bastard. And it's just, and he goes, nice. And it's just really funny, these little kind of exchanges they have because it's mainly improvised. I, as you can probably tell, I fucking loved it. I really, really loved it. And so really, all that's left to say is James Dyer is almost certainly wrong. I have no idea what he said. I have no idea what he's already recorded. But I think it's a safe bet. Um, Watch it for you then. Just watch it without preconception and see what you think. And then we can all join together in singing a song I like to call James Dyer Who's Wrong? James Dyer is wrong. There's loads of verses of it, but those are the only words. Thank you for letting me come back on and rant and rave literally about Shea Meadows. It was a blast. I promise, promise this is the last you'll hear from me. Otherwise, you're perfectly entitled to sit me next to a pregnant woman who says, nobody wants to go for a drink with you. Nobody likes you. You don't even work here. Thank you, Pilot. You're maverick. Yeah, though. you're yeah, maverick. Absolutely. You <laughs> no, I, I, can expe- I, would expect, I would expect that, yeah. but yeah. I wouldn't expect yeah. the bloody pole. There you go. I'd like to keep you guessing. I like to keep you guessing. There you I go. remember Terry told you there was a screening of it. That, that screening, I, was talking, I think it made me at BAFTA, in fact, not the BFI. And it was the night of a big football match that I went to. And she was like, I'm going to go to this screening. I, I, I texted excited. her when I first started just with, a, with an image of just him walking <laughs> at the beginning. And I just said, kill me. And she went, I've seen all of them. She said, oh, she said wow. you're going to 
hate it. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant. Uh, but yes, so yeah, that was Terry. And if you, after all that, wish to watch the Gallows Poll, you can do so on BBC Two on which day, Boydie? <laughs> Wednesday, the 31st of May, my mother's birthday. On Boydie's mum's oh, birthday, yeah. you can Happy watch birthday, the Gallows. Will she be watching the Gallows Poll uh, on her birthday? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I mean, maybe. But um, at nine o'clock, she'll probably enjoy it more than you. She probably um, As would every other human in the world. <laughs> oh, God. I, I just, I, right. So first of all, we should say what else is out this week before yes. we get on to anything else. So what else is so, out this week? we've got the um, Alan Carr sitcom. Now, Shane- are we going to do that on Pilot Plus? We have yet to Yeah, dis- we haven't decided. We're, we'll tell you what the choices are. What are our options? Give me options. We could get the listeners to vote. We've got time. Is that going to I work? don't think we've got time because this will go out after we've recorded it. No, it won't. Yes, it will. We can, no, we can it tweet. No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> anyway, well, let's not complicate things. Sorry. Let's, let's pick one. The choices are Changing <laughs> Ends, the Alan Carr comedy, right. based on his own childhood being brought up by his dad, who was the manager of the local football team. A proper football team. Feels like I won't enjoy it. But... It feels like you won't enjoy it. <laughs> no, no, we can't, we can't be dictated. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I know, I know. No, if it's saying... less than an hour and 12 minutes, it's already on oh, to a winner. It's half an hour. So <laughs> Suddenly he's in. I'm in. <laughs> and the other, uh, that Nacho, which is a Lionsgate Plus series, which is all about a, a, tr- a genuine real-life Spanish porn star with a large given his Given his penchant <laughs> for naked attraction, I think we know which way I mean, this is going. True, yes. <laughs> And, and all I'll say is, having having watched this show, it's quite something. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, it's a foreign drama. So, we, and we said we yeah, do more of that. Yeah, it is foreign drama. So. It's a Spanish drama, Spanish language drama. That's on Friday on Lionsgate Plus. Changing Ends is on Thursday on the ITVX. Um, other stuff this week: a Black Lady sketch show is back for its uh, fourth season, I think, on Sky Comedy now on Tuesdays. So that's a really funny show, actually. And I think that might be actually. I think that for major shows, yeah. So, but the big question is Alan Carr versus. So one of these we will pick for Pilot Plus. Car okay. Versus so, Alan Carr. Yes, yeah, Alan Carr versus Pornstar. Right. We'll, we'll pick one of those, and for Pilot Plus subscribers, we were reviewing that on Thursday, as well as presumably talking about the finales for for everything oh, this week. We might talk yeah. the Barry finale. We might talk the oh, Succession yeah. finale. We might talk the Ted yellow Lasso jackets. finale. Oh, the Le- Yellow yeah. Jackets finale. Another, another finale. One. There's four finales this week. Do you remember? Because I mentioned oh, a couple of weeks ago that it was the most extraordinary week for finales yeah Yeah. it's going to be a lot of finale chat we are to be fair I should say like we are going to have specials for some of these as well but we'll have a little bit of a quick chat on Pilot Plus Uh, if you do not already subscribe to Pilot Plus why the hell not (laughs) since you can do so in fact what can people buy for two pounds Okay. I mean, Tell. you literally cannot buy anything really nowadays for £2. <laughs> Certainly so, not in London. No. no. So this you could is buy an absolute like a small packet of crisps. You could buy a small packet of crisps, yeah. maybe, but not from a train but station. But they're not going to be your vegetable cut ones you like. They're just not going to be like... Who has vegetable crisps? What are you talking about? <laughs> She's literally talking I was, rubbish. I was making him sound yeah. fancier than Oh, right, like, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. little potpourri crisps. Yeah, that, exactly. Okay, the ones I that you're just like, is this a real crisp? I don't even like those crisps. No, nobody does. No, so you can't do anything. And, you know, famouses have said to Boyd that we should be charging more money. It is so cheap it is such a bargain yeah. there is no excuse for you not to sign up now it is £1.99 a month for all of those goodies do go to empireonline.com slash pilot tv and sign up now and of course don't forget to vote to rock the vote for the long long anticipated <laughs> <laughs> and not in any way just pulled out of my ass greatest tv poll oh my God, I hope which not. you can vote a poll out of his ass <laughs> I hope not <laughs> a gallows poll uh, if you can vote at empireonline.com slash I think I said it was best tv voting so yeah maybe go there as well um, <laughs> making it up on the spot I am what? just I'm just winging is, it this I week I mean he's so maverick today. Yeah, I am yeah. I've gone particularly maverick um, 
We'd probably have to choose a pick of the week. Now, quite frankly, my pick of the week would be to do anything other than watch television. But wow, I'm going to choose. No, we have to agree on one, and I'm going to choose Gallows Park. Oh, what so, is yeah. wrong with I you? Am. What would you rather? Dead Wait, okay, I, I swear or to God, I swear White to God, if I had to rewatch one of the shows from this week, <laughs> yeah, which one would it, it be? would be Deadlock. That is the one that I I, I, I mean, dislike the fair, least. It's also possibly oh, the shortest. Rewatch, but it's more the question: What are you going to carry on watching? None it? of them. <laughs> I know. But... Under any circumstances. <laughs> if it was carry on watching, I'd carry on watching Gallows Pole. Yeah, same. Well, it's, the that's, second that's... installment, you realise, is also going to be over an hour. No, long. it's only about an hour five. I know. Oh, five to get ten minutes Jay. back. It is insistently longer than an hour. Though the BBC must have been like, "What the <laughs> fuck? Why can't you just do it to an hour?" James, are you honestly telling me you want to have another instalment of that annoying detective? No, no, I absolutely do not. But I would rather rather watch that detective running around at normal speed than watch fucking <laughs> Lawrence Socha's brother trudging through a marsh and in slow motion at oh, one mile an hour. Lawrence Socha's brother. Now. Yeah, he, oh. he doesn't even get his name. Listen, the don't gloves be a dick. are off. Do not be a dick. The gloves yeah. are off. Hope Michael's listening. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to Michael Socha, who I think is an excellent yeah. performer. Yeah, don't try and backtrack. Beep. Like James, obviously. I simply enjoy him more at normal speed. That's what Mm. I'm saying. Okay. 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 (sighs) Well, that was some semblance of a podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you did, please do head over to Apple TV Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice and leave us a five Michael Social rating. Uh, (laughs) You can follow us on social media at Pilot TV Pod, at James C. Dyer, at Boyd Hilton and at K. Ribeiro. We, as we've said, we'll be back on Thursday with a show. It's unclear whether it will feature porn stars or not. You find out then for Pilot Plus and we will be back next week on Monday for... He says playing for time while he brings up the calendar, which may or may not actually contain any of the shows that we are indeed covering next week. Who Is knows at this particular use the stage? Calendar? I use the calendar. I actually filled in a lot of the calendar just, just Did before. You? Yeah, You're yeah. such a swat. You are a swat. <laughs> but not everything. No, he didn't. So on next week's show, we will quite possibly be covering The Idol, possibly, Sky Atlantic. Well, no, who knows? We I mean, won't. I don't think they're going to send out screeners. Right. Yeah. We which may not be covering The Idol. Which doesn't bode well. I hope we're going to, it doesn't. I hope we're going to be covering Arnold. The chief oh, action of officer's uh, Ooh, yeah. yes, Suddenly documentary. reality TV arrives. It's a documentary, Boydie. Oh. It's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, what? He's, a, uh, he's a hypocrite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was never in doubt. Uh, and possibly the crowded room yes, the crowded on Apple. room, hopefully. Yeah. What's the crowded room? That is Tom Holland. Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. is. Yeah. There's also a significant other with Catherine Parkinson and um, Yusuf Kukur from you, that show yes. that you liked. Home. I do. Yusuf Kukur is yeah. excellent. He's fantastic in um, I and so yeah, we'll we'll get we'll onto see. this on the WhatsApp group. We'll wrangle it. We'll work out which ones we're going to do. But you can you can find out whether we're going to get to see the idol and, and report back. It's unlikely. So I think the idol is going to have to wait for spoiler special. I'm afraid, yeah, because I don't think that's even though it's aired in Cannes at the Cannes Film Festival. I'm very I confident. Don't believe we're not they're see sending out screeners. New. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Obviously, if you want to keep in the whole gallows pole vibe, maybe play it back at 0.5 speed just for the <laughs> just for the lols. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you on the flip side. Pilot out. <laughs>